This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald. Super Bowl was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> you said you were going to lead with it, and you certainly did. Um, it, here's the thing: I didn't watch hardly any of it, um, just because I just I I have zero rooting interest in any of the teams. And the, truth be told, a, a lot of times, Super Bowl games themselves are shit. They really aren't that interesting. Pretty boring, and and it's and if you're not a fan of all the other nonsense that goes on around the game, then it's kind of like, Ugh. and then some, you know, I just like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a live and die football guy, so it's so it's no big deal for me. But there are people that, I mean, they have parties and it's 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 like a national holiday here. But yeah, it, if you didn't watch this, I don't think you missed anything. Yeah, this was the first ever NFL game that I've watched, and I was quite excited by it because apparently last year's was quite thrilling. Uh, so I'm in the middle of my Chinese New Year holiday, so I was off work anyway, and I got up because of the time difference. The game started at 7.30 in the morning, so I got up really early, went over to my friend Gunter's house. He's a big fan of the Oakland Raiders, and he made breakfast. Like We had bagels. He made his special nacho dip thing, and I was all excited, sat down to watch the game, and it stank. It was the worst sporting event I've ever seen in my life. I was absolutely bored to tears, and I don't ever want to watch NFL again. And the thing is, right, I did have a kind of interest in this because the owner of the LA Rams, Stan Kroenke, is also the owner of Arsenal. So apparently there's you know some rooting interest for me there, but I feel like I don't ever want to watch a game of American football ever again. Nah, I want, I, there are games... Truth be told, the, the, the games getting to the Super Bowl are almost always more interesting and entertaining and fun than the actual Super Bowl. The, the problem is, is that the Super Bowl has become, and this is not like it happened last year, but it has become more about the parties and the events and who's playing at halftime and it, all the nonsense that surrounds it as opposed to the actual game. Last year's game was was a shootout. I mean, it was... You know, there were no punts. There were no, you know, it, you know, some defense, but it was more, you know, just offense and and big plays and shit to get your you out of your seat. There's nothing. I mean, you know, it, this apparently I didn't watch. Like I said, I didn't watch. I really didn't have a lot of interest. Um, slow and methodical. I was getting I was getting texts from Mackie and other people, just like, oh, this is shits. Um, and but here's the thing again, it, it's. It, a lot of times the Super Bowl is so. So no, I would say. See, here's the thing: for us, we get you know, we get a Thursday night game, we get a Sunday night game or Sunday all day Sunday. So one o'clock it starts, and then it go it can go all day, and then you get a Monday night game. So the the, the lore of the NFL is is that every game is important. Right, and there's not one game, like every other sports league. It's the it seems like the season is too long. Like hockey, there's too many games, 
But they do it because they have to pay the rent. You know, they have to pay the salary, so they have to have so many games. Basketball, similar situation. Baseball, I don't know what the fuck their problem is, but it, it's too long of a season. But, like, there's only 17 weeks in a football season, and it's, you know, every game matters. So that's why it becomes, like, a, a, an event and important. And, and, you know, they've marketed the league enough. But, no, don't give – I wouldn't do – I'm going to say that because there's plenty of times where you watch a game and be like, holy shit, this is incredible. Here's what you got to get. And I don't think you could, you get it there legally, but if you could find a way to, to get it. Joel, here's the greatest invention in sports. I'm going to clue you in on the greatest invention in sports. And it's called the NFL Red Zone. And basically what they do is, is they hop. They, you know how Voices does bounce it around Japan? They bounce around the NFL as the games are going live, and they only break into the game when there's scoring opportunities. And they show every single touchdown. So every boring part of a game is you don't see it. You're watching other games where it's exciting, and you just bounce around for eight hours. It's fantastic. It, and, and the guy Scott Hansen used to work for WWE. Um, and, and I always say it every year, he's amazing because he, he's live. He doesn't, he doesn't take a piss break. He doesn't, you know, it's, he's, he's on the air for seven hours bouncing around the NFL to the best parts of the game live. You're not bored. It's, it's, it's the greatest thing in sports. And I highly recommend that next year you find a way to get a stream of NFL red zone, because I swear to you, you'll be more of a fan. I was trying to think as I was watching the game, like what would be a good pro wrestling equivalent for what I was watching. And Triple H, uh, WrestleMania main events started springing to mind. Uh, have you got any yeah. New Japan equivalents for the level oh. of entertainment? I know you didn't watch it, but from what, what you've heard. Yeah, this was Scott Norton versus Hercules. <laughs> this was... Um, hmm. Let me see if I can uh, throw another one in here. Uh, this was Giant Silva versus mm, Nakanishi. <laughs> right? This was this was slow and plotting and boring and just not something that you want to spend a Sunday night doing. Well, let's move on to more exciting news. There's a, a big new signing on the, I would say, Super J-Cast team. Time will tell whether or not that's the case. Uh, I'm currently... Well, okay, now I'm going to tell the whole story. So, um, Mally and I have been uh, looking after our neighbour's dog. So, we went to pick it up from the kennels. Very nice kennels. They looked after him very nicely. And there's a load of pet shops around this place. So, Mally was looking at all the pet shops, looking at all the little cats and dogs and stuff. And I could just see this look in her eye. You know that look? Oh, I know you, that look. Your better half. And she started asking, oh, can we, let's get another cat. Let's get a kitten. I said, no, we've got one already. Scampy is the star of the show. Scampy's on the t-shirts. Scampy's the one getting the hashtags on Twitter. There's not room for another cat here. So Maddie's like, oh, okay, all right, forget it. So we stopped, had a cup of coffee. She goes, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. She sneaks off. And then, you know, the minutes pass, five minutes turns to 10 minutes. And I thought, hmm. I think I know what's happening here. So she comes back about 15 minutes later. And we had the cat carrying bag because we were going to use it to take the dog home. So she's looking at me all sheepish. I was like, Mally, turn around. She turns around and then there's a little three-month-old kitten in the bag. Oh my! God. So we have a new kitten and her name is Gati. That's the Thai word for coconut milk. And 
she's Siamese, and I'm currently holding her in my arms because I'm terrified, Damon, that if I let her go, she's going to start running around, jumping on the keyboards, playing with the wires. She's going to completely ruin this podcast. Like, If you guys thought that Scampi was bad with the run-ins, then we're in big trouble here. Luckily, I do have Scampi here. I think Scampi's going to keep Gatti in check. He's like he's the muscle. He's the bad luck Farley of this unit. So he's making sure, in a good way, making sure, keeping people in line. The uh, the un- oh, he's not the underboss anymore, is he? What is he now? The rogue general, yeah, the rogue sure. general Scampi, keeping an eye on things. So um, just be patient, listeners. If something goes terribly wrong, if you hear a lot of noising or you hear me shouting, then it's going to be my tiny little kitten. Wow. So that's good. that's, um, big, that's yeah. big news. But here's the thing. Don't they always do that? Like my wife did that too. Like uh, we had a res- we She was heavily involved in, in rescues. So we, at one point we were fostering like three kittens, and with the with the utmost clear instructions that they're not staying, they're going to good homes. And that's not what happened with two of them. <laughs> like next thing I know, I'm uh, you know I'm taking them to the vet, and uh, I'm like, wait, well, why am I? Why are we taking to the? Why are we doing all this? Oh, okay, that's because they're ours now. <laughs> that's why. I was like, oh, okay, great. Uh, but good for it's you. Good that we were know like who wears the trousers in our respective relationships. Oh it? yeah, yeah. There's no. I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, I did lay. I, I did have to put my foot down at, at a certain point. I was like, "Look, we're getting. I understand we're trying to help the world here, but uh, I need you to find something else to fill that gap in your heart because I'm, we don't need another animal in this house." Uh, so yeah, yeah, that we we've we've settled that down considerably. But yeah, at one point we were we had, we had a few, we had quite a few. So. Good, good on you. You got a new uh, addition to the family. This is always fun. Uh, the, the two are getting along, though. The, the the two cats are getting along. Yeah, I think they've both sort of realised that they're not dangerous. Each other is not dangerous. That's a terribly crafted sentence. Um, but now I think Scampi wants to play with Gatti, but because Scampi's so fucking huge, his attempts at being playful are terrifying to Gatti because she's so tiny. So they they got to work that out. Yeah. All right. And no no trouble sleeping, no making noise in the middle of the night, none of that nonsense. Uh she did shit on the beds the first day, but now she she knows where to do her toilet. Oh. So she's like a like a little monkey or a little parrot or something. She just perches on my shoulder and will sleep the whole night there just like right next to my head. She's very cute. That's awesome. All right. There we go. So we got a new addition to the family. Everyone will uh hear in. And uh, I'm sure she'll have hot takes on uh, New Beginning. I'm sure we'll hear that and uh, all the news that uh, has occurred during the week. And um, I'll tell you what. I was texting you last night about this uh, New Beginning show. Uh, I don't know. Save it. Wait, we'll we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it. I know what you're going to say. David McDonald, king of the cartwheel deathmatch. We'll get there. All right. All right. We'll get there. Let's open up with um, Pants Up, Pants Down. Pants Up or Pants Down, Damon. Will Ospreay deactivating his Twitter account. Pants Down. I've told him, and I've said this a million times, and I've said it to almost every pro wrestler there is. It just gets you in trouble. It just causes nonsense. Especially if you don't know how to fucking use it right. Why am I singing everywhere? Um, 
you... You've got a lovely singing voice. Thank you very much. We missed out on the karaoke. Uh, we'll get we'll get it. New York's coming. New York's right around the corner. Um, you, and and that's and that's first wake up uh, voice right there. Um, no, we've said it a thousand times, Joel. That he, especially for him. But here's the problem: we know, we know that's not going to last long, right? He can't stay away. A fucker can't stay away from it. He will be back. I predict by the time we record next week. Knucklehead will have uh, reactivated and because uh, he's deactivated it before, you know he's he's bailed out before over nonsense that he's said. So now I think it's short lived. I think it's smart, but I think it's short lived. And we all know that he'll be back tweeting away. Just tweet, tweet, tweet. Can't gotta have everyone know your thoughts. Gotta have everybody. Oh, I got a quick. Oh, I got a funny line. Let me get it out to the masses. All right. I've got to yeah. steal some people's photos and videos that they took of me at an event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that, and then and then and then poke fun because I'm Will Osprey and I can do that. Okay, all right. You you got it all the control. You got it all sorted, do you? Okay, all right. See you in a week. <laughs> okay. Care to bet a cartwheel on that one? Uh, <laughs> why, no more cartwheels. No more have, cartwheels. We're not doing it anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. Why you have one to give? <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Pants up or pants down. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi's red hair. See, now, let me just say this right now. That is a guy who is very fashionable and very... um, I don't know. I don't have many people like this in my life, mind you. but, But he is the kind of guy... Uh, that can just bob and weave his way through different looks and and styles and fashions with great ease. Like I don't know of any of my my friends, my guy friends specifically, that can do that. Like Eric is not going to have a different hairstyle every two weeks. That's just not going to happen. He's going to wear the same Phillies hat, uh, a hoodie, and a pair of jeans. That's it. Mackie, that's about right. Right? Uh, it just doesn't happen. Him, Hiroshi Tanahashi, that guy could, could could do anything to his hair, and then and again you can have reservations, but then it, he it comes out looking great, comes out looking fucking great. So I will go pants down with the redheaded Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, it's always the sort of thing with Tanahashi's hair. It looks weird at first, and you're thinking, oh my god, what have you done, Tana? But then, like you said, a week later, then you think, hey, this is pretty cool. Right, I dig it. Yeah, I liked. I, I tell you what, my favorite one was the one just recently, where it was like red streaks and um, even like a little bit of blue in there. Like I, thought, I was like, damn, that fucking looks good. I mean, and he's a you know thirty, forty year old guy. I mean, look like I'm pulling this shit off. He's, this is not a twenty one year old able to pull it off. Fuck. I mean, look, when you're able to pull off shit like that consistently and still and not have it look, you know, you don't look like a bozo doing it. I don't know. That guy's got a gift. He's got many gifts, but that's that's another one. He's a fashionable dude. Fashionable dude. All right, pants up, pants down. Bad luck, Farley's beret. I went pants down. Um, I like the look. Actually, I thought he, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked. I thought he. Here's what. Here's a, a simple beret. A simple beret of all things. Pulled together a kind of a look. Because before he he would just look like a he looks just like an indie pro wrestler. He just looked like an out of shape 
indie pro wrestler that you would see on any weekend warrior card at any VFW hall in any city in America. The, I, the beret put it, pulled it together. And the glasses and the aviator, they pulled it together. I went pants down. Uh, I think he should keep the beret. Yeah, I liked it too. It kind of reminded me of uh, like Robocop, Clarence Bodica's gang. Like if you took every member of Clarence Bodica's gang and fused them together to make one uh, super gang member, that would be what Bad Luck Folly looked like. So keep it up. We approve. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got a few more for you from Dr. Poodle Papa. Feel free to elaborate or go through them as quick as you like. Sanada's beard. I've said it before. I don't like it. Here's the thing. It's not – he looks like a gremlin, like like those – like like a garden gnome. That's not a, that's not a look that you want. And, and the thing about it is is that he's a guy that, you know, I think universally people would agree that he's a handsome guy. Uh, good look. Not a fan of it. I just I don't think it I don't think it makes I don't think there's a positive in it. I don't know what look he's trying to go for. He that's that's not something that that he needs he needs to be consult he needs Tanahashi to consult him because I just think it looks silly, looks unkempt, and uh, not a fan. So uh, pants will remain up. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, we touched on this one last week, but now you've had a chance to see it a few times. Suzuki's Mohawk. Uh, again, an older guy, a, ba- a badass and a mohawk is always tight. Now, I will say this. Even though he could pull it off, and, and I actually think it's a little bit boring and a little bit dull and a little bit sedated for the haircuts that I'm used to when it comes to Suzuki. I like the fishtail mohawk thing, that little, uh, you know, the little, little fin in the back and with the designs. Uh, you know, carved into the side of his head. I like that. Uh, my favorite is the all white. Once again, the all white look. Love that. Um, he only pulled that up uh, very rarely. Wrestle Kingdom, I think it was the last time he did it. Um, no, I it's 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 fine. It's in, it's intimidating, but again, I think even he could go a, a step further and 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 make it a little bit more intricate. It's a little bit bland for my taste. So. Uh, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to keep the pants up. I'm going to keep the pants up, uh, because I like the other styles better. Okay. Kevin P's got a few here. Uh, number one, Joel's future appearance on the genius cast. Ah, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to tell anyone yet, but you know, now that's out there. No, oh. it's a joke, everyone. It's a joke. Yeah. We would not pants up pants up. Uh, I no, I would go pants down. If you made it there, I would, I would promote the shit out of it. I'd stand on a fucking street corner with with a placard. Uh, Should we try and get that. on the genius cast? Should we do it? Should we just campaign Lanny Poffo to get us on his show? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't know what the fuck we would talk about. You know, it's not like he learned anything out of New Japan. That's for fucking sure. Um, I don't I, like like. I mean, I've have you haven't listened to the to to the, his genius cast, have you? <laughs> what do you take me for? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a slow day. I don't, I don't know. Uh, look, I mean, I don't know many people who have. And that's not to knock the genius cast. I'm sure it's entertaining for people who want to hear poems and clever road stories from 1986 WWF. But, you know, look, uh, I don't think we're going to be on anytime soon. And, uh, but if you were, 
I would I would say pants down. I would I I might just laugh the whole entire fucking episode. To be honest with you, so uh, I'll go pants down if we can campaign to get on the Genius Cast. That'd be wonderful. Speaking of podcasts that we're not going to be on, did you hear the news about Kevin Kelly's podcast getting cancelled so early on? Yeah, I did. What it was like five minutes. Five, he had like a five minute podcast that was probably live for five minutes. <laughs> um, that was hurtful, wasn't it? Sorry, Kev. You're always welcome here, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've heard stories and and we've heard uh, people tell us that you know they were interested in probably producing more content, um, and it would be more from the, the company and and who else but Kevin Kelly would be a perfect person to do that. Now, again, I don't know if Kevin went rogue on it. I, I haven't really gotten back to him and, and and found out a lot of the information on that, but um. It's I, and again, I, I could be dead wrong. So I this is pure Damon speculation. So please, but it felt like it was like him trying to just be creative and be you know and have you know you know make good use of his time and promote help promote the company and um you know his his show felt a little bit different from ours and from others. So you know he found like he had a little idea and a groove and he was going to run with it and. Maybe the company was like, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. So um, it is a shame because I think it would be good. We could have had a, I don't know. Do you think it, we would have been a guest on there eventually, right? At least once, right? I would hope. Um, yeah, you'd like to think so. He's a, you know, Kevin Kelly's always welcome on the Super J Cast. So we're such good friends. You know, the podcasting world is um, just we look out for each other, don't we? It's like one big happy family. Yeah, we're all we're all trying to get this nut in this world, uh, fighting over. Not even really. Not, we're not even fighting. Like, there's never. I never. I've never had. Have you ever had like a uh, on any of your other uh, podcasting? Have you ever had a, a a a podcast war or a podcast like heat with another podcast? I mean, let's, I mean, we we don't. We don't care enough. Right? It's not like there's any fucking money in podcasting about wrestling, is there? Right, right. I mean, maybe if there was, like, we were fighting, you know, if there was, like, you know, trying to get the, the one person who's paying. But there's no money in this. You just do it because you like to do it. And, and anybody, and here's the thing, if you like to do it, great. I've always said, I mean, if you want to do I mean, and it seems like everybody takes my fucking advice, to be quite honest with you, because there's 750,000 podcasts. But if you want to do a podcast, do a podcast. Knock yourself out. Go for it. It's fun. Uh, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass. And sometimes you get people, you're just like, I can't believe people are this idiotic. But, um, yeah, go for it. Get a microphone. Get a computer. Upload. And let your voice be heard. And if you work hard and you're dedicated, you might end up producing quality content like this. So pants up or pants down, Riley Reed as Tai Chi's valet for US shows. Oh. You went there, didn't you? Oh, I like the Riley Reed. Like if I got, like if I got a, you know, if I okay. Got... Look, look, I'm just going to clarify now. That was the question from Kevin P. I have no idea who Riley Reed is. I've never, I, I don't, I've never seen any of his or her content, whatever it is. I'm sweating here. Uh, <laughs> you, Damon, you take over. Well, look, Google, Google's just a fingertip away, my friend. Um, Riley Reed is a uh, young lady who. Uh, Performs in. Uh, she's an actress, 
of uh, the, the yes, pornography. Nominated for any Oscars? Uh, not an Oscar. No. High quality stuff? We're talking. No, not an Emmy. No, no, I don't think anything is going to get nominated for that kind of work. Uh, but she she seems like a real good egg. Um, so she, uh, so if I had, like I said, if I, if I have a favorite uh, actress in that genre, and boy, what a genre she masters in, uh, it'd be her. It would be her. So, uh, no. An I, important point here. I want to piggyback off that. Pay for your porn, people. Pay what? Really? You're a pay. Yeah, f- pay for your porn. Really? Yeah. People should pay for their porn. Yeah, because because it helps people keep the lights on, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, but here's the problem, though. <sighs> no, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> like next like, one, like number three. Pounds like, off a pound. <laughs> The song "Pressure Off" from Duran Duran. Wait, wait, wait! I, uh, it's just a simple yes or no. You do you currently pay for your porn? My wife might be listening to this. Uh, so do, I, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not a li- <laughs> not a liberty to answer that. I don't watch porn. Do you, I, no, you don't need to watch porn. Uh, uh, <laughs> stable, loving relationship. Uh, uh, what are you talking you about? I, never, I don't even know what porn is. No, you don't even know what it is. Okay, all right. Then, then uh, who knows? Um, I, 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 I like, I like. Here's what I like. I like your um, I like your ideas and your moral compass on this. Uh, the practicality of it, it just it's just it's everywhere. I can't avoid it. It just comes to me. So I, I don't know how I even get it. So Well, it's very much like wrestling, isn't it, Damon? You want to support New Japan Pro Wrestling, you sign up for New Japan World. Yeah. You could go and obtain the shows from uh, other free means, but if at the end of the day, if you want them to be successful, then you support them financially. So I think the same rules should apply to pornography. And that's the last I'm going to say about pornography <laughs> for our uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. What's browsers? <laughs> I'm a bill for browsers? What's browsers? All right. All right. Imagine uh, Harold May listening to this. That, you know, someone said to him, hey, these guys are good. You should make them the official New Japan podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. We're talking about we spent ten minutes talking about the, the the joys of Riley Reed. She is a oh what a good egg. She really is. All right, but here's the thing though. Here's what I don't. So she cut her hair a little bit. Uh, speaking of Tanahashi and hairstyles, and it's they're bangs. Like she has the bang thing going, and I'm like, oh, I wish she didn't do that. I don't like I don't like the bangs. You know you know you know what I'm talking about when they when they come straight across. No, you know what I mean, right? I do know what you mean, yeah. yeah. I was going to look up a a picture, but... Do a picture. Do a picture. Tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay. I only... Like, for my pseudo-Twitter account, I only follow, like, you and, like, a handful of of wrestling things, but mostly a a lot of hockey stuff, and I follow her. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. I'm not seeing any bangs here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No bangs, right? No. Yeah, I don't like that. I can't, yeah, I can't see them in any... Of the, I'm, I'm doing a Google image. Oh, you, oh you, yeah, all you see are heinies, don't you? <laughs> You're not going to see any bangs there. Uh, I've got safe search on. Thank you. Oh. I've got young cats in the house. I can't have them yeah. seeing any smut. All right. let me. Uh, I, I'd be curious what the listeners think. Thumb, uh, uh, pants down or pants up for uh, Riley. I'm, I mean, obviously, it's pants down, right? I, mean, I, about that. <laughs> I think that's the point, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> if it's pants up, then she's kind of failed in her career, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah she, she should hang them up. Yeah, have that last WrestleMania match. Oof. All right, we've we've covered okay. uh, we've covered it all. I think we're done now, right? 
Wrap it up, Dan. Hit the music. <laughs> oh, this isn't you, like, even by our standards. Okay, uh, Pants on Pants Down, the song Pressure Off from Duran Duran's 2015 album, Paper Gods. Ooh, okay, so here's... Now we're getting into... So this is where it's like I, t- I talked about a little bit before that middle of the road music, right? And and again, it, this is Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes is the is the, is Duran Duran, and and what he says says goes. And Nick is into like you know this, this pop music stuff, and um, pressure off is okay. It's it like people were trying to to to, to kind of position this most recent album as like oh this is like a continuation this could this could this album could have fallen right in place right after right now not right after rio it's missing it's missing an energy and it's missing a um pressure off is is an okay song they'll incorporate it in their set lists now um but it has this real annoying chorus joel i'll sing a little bit if you don't mind me 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 here we go Ow, 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 you gotta keep the pressure off, ow, 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 it's, and it's like, ugh. oh, like you just go, ow, 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 it's just not good, I'm not a fan of it, so uh, I'm gonna go, pants are up, matter of fact, uh, truth be told, there's not a lot that, although they had an album that was recent that I really liked, um, what was the one, not Red Carpet Massacre, um, I forget the one in the middle there was actually pretty good. That one uh, um, was was actually one of my one of my favorites. But this uh, pressure off now, I gotta I gotta give a pants on. All right, what's next? Look, we've actually got some New Japan Pro Wrestling related pants, on, pants downs. Uh, making the Never Six Man belts a total hot potato to generate some interest in normally useless tag matches. I mean, that's what they're doing, right? That's that's that's, that's what we yeah. Got. That's that's pretty much it, isn't it? Um, it's, or they should just flip a coin each time they have a never open weight uh, six man title match, and wh- whichever way it goes, that's the team that wins, and they just try and book around that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I know in the beginning people were kind of hyped for it because because that's what it was. So now you're you know, people were going to make the. Uh, and I was going to say excuse, but I think excuse is not the right word. Like, they're, they're, it's fun. They're going to hop on the fun bang, bandwagon. It's fun. It's, 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 this is what wrestling should be. It's fun. Okay. Uh, um, it's meaningless, right? This is, this is what, like, if this is fun, okay, fun is frivolous and meaningless and, uh, a bit like this podcast and like this podcast, right? Uh, so again, nobody cares about the six man. No, no one. No, the wrestlers don't care. the 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 promotion feels like it doesn't care. It's they're just there. Um, it's it's almost become you know the guys who have it are just responsible for holding on to th- these titles. And when I mean holding on to it, just put it in your bag and carry it. <laughs> That's we just, we just need to make sure it gets to the next location. Um, so that, I mean that's that's what you get when when you have stuff like this now. If that's okay by you, and 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 the one if they're, they're going to do it one time to give all these undercard guys something to do, okay. If you want to look at it positively, good. I'm looking at it as fast forward, like just it's they're not even good matches. They're just they're they are there. They are there, and um, we are asked to suffer through <laughs> and 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 
pay attention to something that no one pays attention to. So um, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you remedy that. Um, because I think we're, we're beyond the point of anyone really giving a shit about those titles. Last pants up, pants down. Brian says, Great O'Connor's current hairstyle. Have you seen uh, it? The, yeah. He's got kind of quite uh, long, wavy black hair, like kind of wild looking, unkempt, and a big, thick black beard. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I mean, it's not With a The lot. shaved head, the, the clean shaven thing, you look like a massive baby. So I think this is an improvement. I'll give you that. I don't think he's a good-looking guy. To be honest with you. Sorry to say, like he's not in—he's not in Hunkyville. That's for sure. Like there's going to be no hunk conversation over it. Um, haven't had a lot of hunk conversation. I don't know if you're filtering, filtering it out or, or what's happening, but it seems like that—that's been. Uh, I think we might have chased off all the <laughs> the yeah. listeners who are into the hunks. They've got, all gone to listen to WrestleSplania. Is that it? Is that the, is that where everybody's at? All right. Well, good. At least he found a home. Um. Hmm. I'll go pants down. Why not? It's an. I guess <laughs> okay. it's an improvement, right? Who, who gives a fuck? Why not? Why not? Okay. Uh, let's get into the news then. The best friends, uh, Trent and Chucky e. T, will be leaving New Japan, and apparently the word on the street is that Beretta had agreed a deal with New Japan, but then changed his mind and assigned for All Elite Wrestling. So I'm hearing that the New Japan office are pretty unhappy with Trent for doing this because they did seem to be putting a lot of stock behind him. Uh, so it does make me wonder what's going to happen with the Chucky e. T storyline because that's been brewing since the World Tag League. My guess would be that they just quietly sweep that under the carpet. But there are, of course, other foreigners in the company who would be getting a bump due to Beretta and also Hangman Page leaving and Chucky e. T. You've got your guys like Jay White, Juice Robinson, who are going to be key parts of this expansion, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr. And then you've got guys waiting in the wings like you know, your David Finleys and Hinares and people like that. So uh, Nicole says, how badly do you think that rumoured post-Wrestle Kingdom meeting between New Japan and All Elite went? If All Elite signed best friends after Bretta allegedly verbally agreed to a New Japan deal and then a few days later do a handshake contract angle with the Lucha Brothers. So what's your take on this, Damon? It's um, it's getting a little messy, isn't it? It's, you would th- a lot of well. Let's just focus like on a best messy friends. divorce, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's get it's it's uh, it's. What do you mean you're taking my Duran Duran albums? <laughs> They're mine. Uh, it's it's it's. I think it could be going a lot much much more smoother, um, and it feels like uh, it's it's little little pickings at this point. But at, at a certain point, it's going to get a little bit more contentious if if it, if it hasn't already. Right? Um, you figure New Japan put a lot of stock in a guy like Hangman Page. New Japan put a lot of stock in a guy like Trent, and and yeah, he would have been in the G one last year had it not been for his injury. I think. Yeah, yeah. And let's be honest here. Let's let's be truthful. Chucky e. T. Chucky e. T. Eh. 
Yeah, you're, well, right. That's my point. Like, wh- what? You know, it's, you know, he's not what you would call your prototypical New Japan pro wrestler, right? He's really not. Uh, it kind of feels like he got he got a, a, a nice little gig for a, a year, and, and he ro- he rode that to uh, a nice little uh, all, uh, all elite. Now again, he's he was pro wrestling gorilla, and he's been all you know. I get I get all that, so please don't you know get all all the, all the Chucky e. T fans just you know he's he was here. I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, but you know he got a little sweet deal too. So you know, I th- I can see where where all Japan is, or all Japan, where New Japan is is um, a little upset, a little like what the fuck. I mean, and that's not even you know let's not even talk about the Cody's and the Bucks and the, I mean and Omega, who and whose contract is done, right? We haven't heard anything yet, right? There's nothing on the Twitterverse or anything like that as of right now. His contract that expired a couple days ago, didn't it? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Mm. Speculation is we may not be seeing him in New Japan this year. Yeah. So, uh, I can see where I can see where New Japan is a little upset. Now, all elite. Look, you know, I don't think there's any surprise. You know, if you're if you're if you're Trent Beretta, let's let's just leave it with Trent for right now. If you're Trent, what would you rather do? Would you rather stay in the States? You live in the States. You don't have to travel. Work a couple shows a year, apparently. And let's just say it's the same money. Let's just say it's same money. It's probably not. But let's just say it's same money. What do you do? You go to New Japan. You stay here. You work with your friends. What do you do? I think the better choice would be, for me, personally, I would prefer to work in Japan. But yeah, for him, it makes more sense, I think, to work in the States. But... I think the question here is, has he acted unprofessionally by allegedly agreeing to this deal verbally and then going back on his word? Well, if if that's the case, and that's what people have said, that's what we have heard, um, then yes. Because again, there is, even in 2019, that word does mean something, right? Now, it depends on the person and it depends on the situation, but... To a lot of people, that word means something. Your word means something, a commitment. Uh, now, again, maybe, and and I wouldn't blame someone for doing this, having their best interests at heart and their own interests at heart. Unless they see a piece of paper with a number on it and a, and a place to sign, you ain't got shit. You ain't got shit. I can't tell you how many people I know in my personal life and my professional life uh, that have been offered positions and promotions and jobs and whatever, and it fall through. Not saying that it would here in New Japan, but if, you know, if, if Trent's the kind of person that wants to cover his ass and he maybe he verbally agreed and he just never saw that piece of paper come across his desk and never had that meeting, you know. How many times at work? Uh, okay, we got to do your evaluation. Okay, cool. Whenever you're ready. You know, two weeks later, hey, we're going to do that evaluation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The things are just busy right now, but we're going to get right to it. Okay. Month later. Dude, are we doing this or what? This is my, this, you know, so, you know, I think we're getting a bump up here. Come on. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's coming. I just got to. Okay. Okay. Let's get it in our calendars. Oh, I got to cancel. Okay. All right. The next thing you know, six months later, and you're still waiting for that fucking evaluation. Happens all the time. And maybe that's the case here. Maybe the case is of not Trent. Maybe it's the office dragging their heels and saying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Next tour, we'll talk. Okay. And he's like, well, you know, fuck this. I got it right. I got, I got this offer right in front of me. I got, the, I got a sure thing. It might even be a better deal. I'm going to sign. I want some security. You know, sometimes the word is not enough because we all know pro wrestling can go both ways and, and you can get fucked without it on a piece of paper. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to blame Trent for being the quote unquote unprofessional one without knowing the full story because it v- could very well have been New Japan dragging their heels and not giving them a piece of paper to sign. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Now, the questions are rising how that's going to have a knock-on effect for the rest of the company because there was a lot of speculation they were to be involved in the Jay White Chaos Mole storyline. So Brian says, how do you think that storyline will play out now with best friends seemingly joining All Elite? Will they drop the whole angle or will they have someone else do it? Now, it was only speculation that it was going to be Beretta or Chucky T who was involved in that angle. So we don't really have anything concrete to go by, but... So we can't really talk about that angle. And to be honest, that was just a throwaway line from Jay White right. in one backstage comment, one of those little videos on YouTube with New Japan World. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if that turns out to be nothing, or it could be something, but there was never any evidence that it was definitely going to be involved with best friends. That's my point. Like, it's it was, it was, I don't want to say a throwaway line. And again, we do love to speculate on little nuggets occurring and little things happening and and new japan does do a good job of doing that let's let's you know they do have a history of of giving us that what we want and what we speculate and what we see because they are a, a company that likes to drop the breadcrumbs but truth be told there really wasn't anything there right there was a you know that one throwaway line there 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 was Chucky e. T, you know, kind of losing his shit, you know, in matches and getting disqualified or on the on the brink of disqualification and uh, you know acting you know crazy and like a madman and and losing his cool and shit and and Trent not not being too thrilled with that end result. But that's really about it. Now, again, that's you know that that is a, a decent foundation for something to to be built upon. But um, again, the mole situation, that kind of stuff. I mean. Look, companies have gotten deeper into a storyline and, and completely ignored it when contract shit like this happens. So, uh, I mean, they, they could they could they could go with Plan B or Plan C, uh, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just dropped it and swept it under the rug. Okay, the next piece of news is Kenta, the artist formerly known as Hideo Itami in WWE, has left. And rumours are that he's going to be returning back to Japan. So Lone Magician asks, it's more likely he'll go back to Noah. But if Kenta signed with New Japan, where would he fit in and what could they do with him? Now, I thought he might go back to Noah as well. But given there's there's a lot of upheaval, they've got new owners, there's a lot of things changing. I don't even know if they have the money that a person like Kenta would be looking for at this stage in his career. I think if he went back to them at this point, and maybe he would have a hand in management. Maybe that's something that they promised him. But you cannot rule out the possibility of him ending up in New Japan. So what are your thoughts on that? 
I, I don't see it. I, I, I really don't. Um, and, and I could be dead wrong. I just I see him back in Noah in a, in a management position, um, doing his best for that company. Um, I, I I just don't. I mean, from every Noah person that I know, um, or that I've seen online, they were quick to shoot down any mention of, and that, that might just be more wants than anything else. You know, they don't want it to occur. But uh, I just I just don't see I, I I can't see a guy whose entire career was centered around that promotion to not at least come back in in some major capacity to do his best for that company. Um, I don't know. Now that's not to say that New Japan wouldn't have interest, right? I think they would be stupid to not at least test the waters. But if we're putting the Super J-Cast branded gun to my head, I would say uh, I would say he's he's back at Noah, and and I think that's a good fit. I really do. I think it's a good fit. I think they could use a guy like him to kickstart and not even kickstart because they're doing okay. They're they're really starting to. It feels like they're starting to turn a corner. Um, but I say I I will say this. I do say this every that every year. Like I get out of that. January 7th show, and I'm like, okay, let's build up of this, and it just feels like, all right, <laughs> come on, but maybe this is the, the thing that we're looking for, so uh, I'm going to say he's uh, Noah Bound and uh, and helps the company out and does what, what he does best for Noah. Purely hypothetically, if he were to end up in New Japan, would you see him as a junior or a heavyweight, and what do you think his ceiling would be? Oh, he would be fine. I don't think, I don't think you bring him back in as a junior. No, he's 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 quickly in the mix. He's quickly in the mix. Intercontinental. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's upper mid card. He's like Zach level at least. Zach Suzuki, Evil. He's in. He's in that. He's in that mix quickly. Next point here is the Giant Barber Memorial Show on February the nineteenth which we now have a headlining match for, and that's going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi and Yoshitatsu versus Kento Miyahara and Daisuke Sekimoto. Wow. Now, David, I can't help but feel Tanahashi's been somewhat fucked over a bit here, given his tag team partner. Well, I mean, look, somebody's got to lie down, right? And now, now, I don't think there's any question who that person's going to be, uh, and that's fair enough. I have, I have no problem with that. Right, because again, somebody's got to lie down. Um, this is the first time Miyahara and Tanahashi have been in the same ring together, correct? If I'm not mistaken, this is the first time, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time for Sakimoto and 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 Tanahashi. This that 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 main event, I'm hyped. I gotta be honest with you. If we're doing pants up, pants down for that, holy shit, that is going to be fucking great. That's gonna be a. That's gonna. I mean, if they go, if they let those kids go. We got ourselves the making of a, at least on paper, match of the year. Possibilities, if they let them go. And I think Yoshitatsu will be able to carry. You know, carry his own at least. He'll be able to live up to. to his, he's not gonna fuck up this match. He's not gonna. 
you know, he's it's not like he's going to get in the ring and it's going to turn to shit. He's there to lie down. That's fine. That that's that's dream card. That's that's fire fucking pro wrestling show right there. Um, I'm totally into that. I mean, that's got to be on Samurai or some shit, right? We got to be able to watch that because that's going to be. I I don't know anybody who's not excited by that tag match. I just like to imagine it from a kayfabe standpoint. Tanahashi looking at the list of names of the people that were signed yeah. for this event or who could have been signed for it, and he said, oh, oh, that's a tough pairing we're up against, Miyahara and Sekimoto. Who's my partner going to be? Uh, it's Yoshitatsu. Oh, what? Right. <laughs> right. Like, what bet did I lose to get this shit? <laughs> right, right. Right, of all people, of all people in the entire pro wrestling world, you gave me him? Really? He's the only one that was available? Yeah. Well, they were they were kind of friends, you know. They he, they tagged a, a bunch of times in in New Japan. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, in the in the kayfabe world, it is you can see Tanahashi just throw his hands in here and be like, "What in the fuck?" But yeah, it's just going to be a good show. Uh, I'm, I'm what's that? The twenty first is it? Yeah, that's right. Right around the corner. All right, that's going to be good. Can't wait for that. And. No, 19th, sorry, not the 21st. Uh, another match announced for that is uh, Tomwaki Honma and Yuji Okobayashi, half of the Violence Giants, will be facing Ren Narita and Naoya Nomura. It's an interesting slot for Ren Narita. Big opportunity yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, especially with, uh, you know, wrestling's a new fresh face. You know, we always want the young Lions to get experience, and this is another perfect example of, of, of that. That whole card is is uh, very again very fire pro wrestling. It's uh, isn't there like an Abdul the Butcher tribute on here? There's uh, it just hit the random select button over and over again and see what comes up. <laughs> really, it really is. I mean, you know, get 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 the get the uh, Japanese promotions and just put them in a pot and pull out some names and that's exactly what it is. I can't wait. For, I love shows like these. I really do. I just love the because because it's different and you don't you know. If if they go, you know, if 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 they really work hard, these matches are, you know, some of them are going to be really really fantastic. Um, yeah, we all got to keep an eye out for that one. That that's something we're definitely going to have to watch. Next thing I want to ask you about is a little throwaway line from Wrestling Observer Radio, where Big Dave Meltzer said JY is getting Kenny Omega's booking for the year. What do you think he means by that? I think he mean, I, I I actually did hear that. I think it's you know him saying that the maybe not necessarily you know what's in his notebook and in, in his magical moleskin that we talked about. I don't think it's you know just erasing Omega and writing in Jay White because I think there was Control always... F, find and replace <laughs> right. Kenny Omega, Jay White. Right, exactly. Done. Print. Yeah, we're done for the year. We're done for two years. I don't think it's that. I I think it, but I think it's more along the lines of, you know, the the, you know, the position, the um, the spot in the card, uh, and and the fact that Omega, and it feels like we nothing has been confirmed, obviously as of right now, but I think all signs lead to Kenny not being around. That. Yeah, you know, that that spot, that position, that that whatever is 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 now Jay White's to take that number one non-Japanese New Zealand Western or whatever you want to call it. That spot, that's 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 Jay White. That's 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 
you're looking at switchblade and i think i i don't think anybody's shocked by that in the sense you know if you haven't been watching for six months maybe but if if you have that shouldn't come to as a surprise for you. you 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 knew he was being groomed for that position Another name to throw at you here, Matt Seidel, who apparently has been talking with New Japan, All Elite Wrestling, and WWE. Obviously, he's had some troubles in the past. Was it smuggling marijuana into well, Japan and well, getting? It depends on what you consider smuggling. You know, he's Matt is a you know he he you know he he might have different ideas of how to uh, help uh, heal his wounds medically. And he was, he's a big um, user of the cannabis. Um, and he brought some over. Now, whether it was a mistake, whether it was, oops, I didn't change out my bag, or no, you know, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter, to be quite honest with you, because he got busted at the, at the border at customs and he uh, spent time in jail, in prison, like a month, almost a month um, <laughs> because of it. Again, they have they have a zero tolerance, a zero, you know, not a seed can you bring in. So uh, he was busted, and, and that was that. And um, again, I'm sure he knows it was a mistake. And again, I don't know if he brought it in to be like, ah, fuck it, I'm bringing it in. I got to, but I don't think he like brought it in to like be like, oh, I'm going to sell. You know, that wasn't the idea. It was more of. You know, this is how I get by. You know, this is I jump off of top ropes onto hard concrete floors. I need something to medicate myself. I didn't want to get hooked on prescriptions. This is a a, a plant based option that he chose. Unfortunately, the country of Japan doesn't give a fuck, <laughs> and in jail you go if you get caught. So, do you think there's any chance that he ends up in New Japan, given this rumor that he's been in talks with them? I think it's tougher. I think it's tougher. I mean, listen, it's not like guys who have had a you know, history of drug issues haven't wrestled in Japan. Terry Gordy, Steve Williams, um, to name a few that are very publicly known to, to you know. Um, and I'm sure there's a whole cavalcade of other people that, you know, Matt Seidel got caught. Um It's tough, man. I mean, again, it's it's a long time ago, but I always use the old Paul McCartney thing, where Paul McCartney got busted for, you know, marijuana. And again, it was the '60s or maybe the early '70s, but Paul McCartney wasn't allowed in the country. Could perform, couldn't do nothing. He went around the country. Um, and again, times change, but they're, they're pretty they're pretty rigid still. Not that not that, that forward thinking. It's not Seattle. Uh, I think I think of of the of the groups that you mentioned, New Japan's probably going to be the hardest to to find a way to get back in just just for that alone. I mean, seriously, it's it's on his passport. You know, when that goes through the little scanner thing, and they look you up and down, and like, oh, why are you here? And you know, they look, and I'm sure there's going to be a little uh, little notice on their computer screen of, oh, this guy spent some time in prison. I mean, when you fill out that customs card, you know the one checkbox is: Have you ever had any felonies or whatever? And if you if you've had a felony, you're getting pulled in to a you're getting pulled into a room, you know, and uh, and and questioned at the very least. And you might not make it past customs. You might be back on a plane. 
Zipperoo kangaroo, bye. See ya. They don't have to let you in. Uh, so it's going to be much harder, I would think. going to be much harder. So I would think uh, of the two, the, the elite, WWE, I would probably say elite. Truthful. Yeah, I think it's just interesting to see now how all these companies are scrabbling around and almost fighting over talent that had been almost put to one side and forgotten about. And now everyone's so desperate to be stacking their rosters that guys who have been forgotten, like Matt Seidel, are now suddenly back in the equation. Yeah, and and let's be truthful. It really does feel like Matt Seidel, who I love. I think is a fucking great talent. Um, I think his time in New Japan was, you know, him and Ricochet was uh, one of the more popular tag teams during the Pure Cast run. Um, look, it. I, I said it. You know, people are going to sign their 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 armies and and their pawns, and you know, people are going to get signed to to. to Solid deals. People are going to get signed to ridiculous deals, right? You're going to get like some, you know, a lot of mid card guys that are going to make some, hopefully, decent money. You know, just because of the way the landscape is being laid out right now. Um, you got, if, if anything, is what has, what has happened, and he, and to a certain small degree, Impact has done this too. Impact is in this mix too. I've heard crazy money being thrown around by Impact. Crazy money for for shitty, you know, a handful of days. I remember one time I talked to Moose when I was in England. Show in London. Moose was on there. I was talking with him. And, uh, you know, he's like, look, you know, I'm getting paid great money for a handful of dates. Why why wouldn't I? I was like, you got a point, but, you know. But once that money dries up, where are you then? Um, The impact throwing around money. You know, all elite throwing around money. It's it's uh, if you're if you're a pro wrestler right now, you know working that 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 we'll call it the indie loop. You know, I'm sure your phone's ringing. If you got a, if you got any kind of name for yourself, I'm sure that phone's ringing. Um, I mean, unfortunately, nobody's talking about world of sport anymore. That seems to have died and fizzled away. But you know, even a Rev Pro, there's a lot of options out there. And and paying options, where where you can make a name for yourself and, and make a couple bucks at the same time, and that's good for pro wrestling. Last piece of news is that a new event for the New Japan calendar called Sengoku Lord in Nagoya has been added to the calendar. That will be April twentieth from the Dolphins Arena, the Aichi Prefectural Gym. Wrestling Hino Kuni will be April 29th, as usual, which is our one-year anniversary, Damon, for the Super J cast. So there's going to be a stacked few days at the end of April since the usual Golden Week holidays are extended with the coronation of a new emperor. So that could be a very exciting time for the company. Yeah, it could be. The um, I'm not up on my Japanese history, Joel, so maybe you, you might have to help me with this one. But um, how, how long is it? 20 years? 30 years? Um for the new, for the uh, current regime in Japan, um, I know it's the end of the Heisei period, which started in 1989. So, yeah, that's 30 years. Wow! All right. Well, there's there's our there's our hot our history hot take. 
can't comment on. I think I don't know why. Would I, why would I know anything about that? Um, yes, and and uh, a year. Are we are we celebrating a year? We're celebrating it. Why don't we celebrate a year in uh, in uh, New York? Do it. Do it right. Yes, that sounds perfect. Right. Get a, get a birthday cake. Ah, uh, I tell you what. I was looking online. There's a place called Kiki. K-I-K-I, and they make those Japanese cheesecakes, those bouncy cheesecakes. Oh, they looked really good. Maybe we can celebrate with one of those. They were really good. We're coming, Kiki. We're coming. I can't wait. I love cheesecake. Oh, you know what I had last week that was really good? I think these are Japanese souffle pancakes. So they're like little, you know, what do you call them? Short stack pancakes? I don't know what you call them in the States. But these are very thick and quite wobbly but really delicious yes we uh i saw that uh i was actually going to go there the last time we were there um but you had to make a reservation there like so you had to go to the shop make a reservation and you don't know like you might have to spend six hours in that section of town and then go eat pancakes and i was like i don't know if i really want to do that so i bailed out I just looked at it longingly from a youtube video <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah they look yeah, if it's the same kind of style, I'm 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 thinking of yeah that that's 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 the way to go. If you're if you're if you're going to do your carb treat, uh, that that's that's the way to go. Now moving on, I did want to quickly touch on the new beginning USA shows, which obviously have not made tape yet. We're expecting them, hopefully, to be on New Japan World at some point in the future. But I did ask any listeners who follow us on Twitter to get in touch with us and let us know how they were. So we have messages from uh, Ryan and Tejas and Midnight Suplex and Black Sentai who all gave us pretty good feedback. They, by and large, said that they had a good time um, hearing that the Young Line match was really good. Uh, something that stood out to me here that Juice gave a promo following the match where he said that he, Beretta, and everyone backstage was New Japan and said Trump won't slow them down, which resulted in the crowd chanting, fuck Trump. So oh, I'm just, just going to let that one hang there. <laughs> wow. Political Juice. Um, and, then, and then Juice said, you're only going to get me into trouble, but you said it, not me. So uh, that's it. <laughs> I have no more to say about that. <laughs> well... Uh, Look, uh, I'm glad everybody had a good time. I, and again, the feedback that I got uh, was was similar in the sense of uh, everybody had their working shoes on. Everybody worked hard. Matches were solid. Um, good I'm going to throw some more quotes at you here. Not yeah, a single bad match. Money worth, money worth it. Money well spent. People are happy. That's good. Look, I know everybody was disappointed with with, with the lineups and and the visas and all that, but. They made the most of it, and I'm proud of everybody. That's 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 actually very good and, and encouraging. Uh, and again, the matches you, you knew they were going to work very hard. Um, let's not have this happen again, right? Let's not let's not let's not make the same mistake again. But I think they made the most of a situation that they could. I know that they had, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe they they did have a, a meet and greet. I thought I heard that they did have a meet and greet uh, with Shibata. I want to say. I could be wrong, um, but, but if they did Yeah, that, no, I did. I've got a question about this from uh, John, who wasn't able to go to the Dallas show and was really regretting it that on account of missing out on this Shibata meet and greet. Yeah. I mean, again, I was supposed to go to Charlotte. Um, our, our, our good friend and listener of the show, Estevan, had gotten me a ticket. The problem is this. Is that, and again, I had a couple of people that were like, well, you're not coming. Uh, 
here's the thing. I gotta pick my. I gotta for shit like this. I gotta pick my battles. You know what I mean? Like I gotta. I gotta. I can't. I got other. I got things I gotta pay for. Right? I gotta pay for this Japan trip that I just went on. Um, and I just I couldn't get the vacation time, and I couldn't get the this, and then I had to drive down, and then it was just like uh, a lot of different things, a lot of different things. But again, you'll it'll all come together. Come New York, it, 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 New York's gonna be great. So if you're uh, if you're in a traveling mode, uh, catch us up there in New York. We're, we'll we'll both be there with our bells on, ready to rock and roll for good time pro wrestling. Let's get into the new beginning Japan shows. First of all, we had a new person joining the commentary team, Andy Boy Simmons, who does a lot of work with RevPro. What did you think of Andy Boy Simmons? I like Andy. Um, here's the only thing. I, I, let me give you the positives. And, 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 it's, and it's all about, about the work of, of Andy and, and Kevin. Because I think that, again, Kevin is a pro. We've said it a thousand times. And he's able to work with a bunch of different people, a lot of different styles, a lot of, you know, knowing when to bob, when, when to weave. Uh, I think Andy did, did, did fine. I don't think there's been a bad, let's put it this way, I don't think there's been a bad member of the commentary team since Pafo. I really don't think that there's any been anyone that they've stuck on that on that microphone who's done a oof an eye roll of a job. None of them. All of them are at the very least good and at moments great. Here's my problem that I have. It's too much. There's no consistency. There's no familiar voice. There's no see and and that's a it's, I'm going to give you the, the good part about it. The good part about it is that everybody's getting an opportunity. A lot of people who may not have you know, ever dreamed of even remotely having that opportunity are getting that opportunity. And it's showing that um, dreams can come true. And I like that. I think it's a good thing. The bad thing is, is that as a listener and as a fan of the product, it would be nice to have some consistency. Now, again, it's hard because... You know, Kevin Kelly can't be flying for every single show, every you know nonsense road to show. He can't be on, um, and it's good to have. And I and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but a team B, you know, whether that's Mavs, whether that's uh, Tom, or whoever that is, whether that's Chris Charles, whoever they want to put in there. But it's it would be nice to have just a consistent voices, consistent team. So you kind of know and get familiar and you get accustomed to their style and you get accustomed to – it would be like this show. If, you know, every third week we're swapping out Damon for, you know, whomever, WH uh, Park or Rich Krejci or um, Frazier, right, Claire, whoever. It's not a bad idea. I could take I could take every third week off. It'd be nice. <laughs> but you get my point. You, you kind of want to hear the it's voice. Funny you said that actually. Uh, Coms Pete has offered to be part of our, in his own words, B team. So we got people there if we ever want to take a week off, Damon. Yeah. So have Coms Pete and Editor Dan. Yeah. You think that's a good idea? Let's do it. Let's let's go on vacation and just leave it. I mean, seriously, all the big stars get that right. All the big sports talk stars. They you know they talk they take off for a month. And you get you know you get the guy who does midnights you know on. Taking a place, um, we need to do that. And here's what else we need to do <clears throat> on on the on the weeks where it's maybe even a little slow. We need to have stuff in the can, like we need to have like a best of show where we just chop up different clips, 
Chuck that up. Give us a week off. Uh, anywho, that's my point on the commentary. They do all of them do really well. I would love for them to be able to settle on the groups, and let's keep some consistency with that. I think Andy Boy definitely grew into it. If you compare the work that he did on the show yesterday with the work that he did on the first Row 2 show, it's night and day. So obviously it takes quite a while to build up that kind of chemistry, so you don't want to dismiss that because it does take a long time to try and get that right. So and not only that, but it's just like the jet lag. Imagine getting off a plane and then the next night you're doing commentary. Your body clock is fucked. You're, you're, you're whacked out on caffeine. You're drinking as much Red Bull as, as a human being could. And they don't come in the big cans there. Small cans. Get bigger cans. <laughs> Speaking of Riley Reed, sorry. Um, uh, you know, you need you need bigger cans. Um, not her. Oh, wait. Edit this out, please. <laughs> let's continue <laughs> on, please. Mike, All right. Gracious. Let's, uh, let's move on then. So we had a few Road to the New Beginning shows last week, and obviously I don't want to go into too much detail on those, but there was one on Monday at Crackland Hall which had a really fun main event with an elimination match between uh, LIJ and Suzuki Goon. So if you haven't seen that, that's quite fun. It's worth checking out because I always like those 10-man elimination tag matches. And then the next night on January 29th, also at Crackland Hall, the standout match was, of course, the final match for Kushida in New Japan Pro Wrestling against Hiroshi Tanahashi, which went 24 minutes with Tanahashi obviously winning through a Texas Cloverleaf. Now, this wasn't your traditional balls to the wall, kicking out of each other's finishers, exciting closing stretch New Japan main event. This was pretty comprehensive win for Tanahashi and told you the story that Kushida had a lot of heart and tried his best, but at the end of the day wasn't able to hang with the big boys in New Japan, which is more or less a, a metaphor for his New Japan career, is it not, Damon? <laughs> You'd say that, yeah. Um, that's the feeling I got when I when when I turned that show off. It felt like almost like he, Kushida was going on excursion. You know, it, it was it, that was it was right. It was not big kickouts, big move. Uh, it was. Pretty, I don't want to say basic, but it was. It told the story of Tanahashi being the ace of the company, the, the world champion, wrestling a junior who uh, isn't big enough, isn't strong enough, isn't again lots of heart that you know might have his eyes on the prize somewhere else, and he wasn't ready for the task. Um. Which surprised me a little bit. That 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 surprised me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And here's the thing: technically sound, crisp, solid. You, no complaints about that pro wrestling match. I was just a little bit. I wouldn't say shocked, but my eyebrows did raise a little bit at the fact that yeah, it wasn't a. At no point was I thinking, wow, Tanahashi's in, 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 in real fucking trouble here, right? I'll tell you what. On these new beginning shows, I felt like Yoshihashi had more of a, oh, what the fuck? They're not going to they're gonna pin Jay White, <laughs> right, moment. And I knew it wasn't going to happen, but it still got me a little bit. 
but it felt more of that than than Kushida in this match. Uh, it felt like an exhibition. It felt like they would bring out, you know, how they were bringing like Carl Gotch or Billy Robinson or uh, yeah, something along those lines. And it was an exhibition or Luthea's. That's what it felt like. It felt like a pro wrestling exhibition as opposed to his last match uh, in, with New Japan for the foreseeable future. Um, and that kind of surprised me a little bit. I wasn't. I think they hit exactly the right note here because you don't want to have a junior who is on his way out of the company pushing your top star and your heavyweight champion to the absolute limit and having him hanging on by the skin of his teeth. I think the story was right that, yeah, he put up a good fight, but he's not on this guy's level. So I was totally fine with it. And there was also a bit of controversy about the post-match stuff because, of course, we had Jay White interfering we had a great call by Kevin Kelly who was screaming, you absolute son of a bitch, how dare you? Jesus Christ. And a lot of people were upset, yeah. And I liked it because the story with Jay White is a guy, if you take your eye off him, then he's going to punish you. And I really like having Jay White afterwards and Gado saying, bye-bye, Kushida, who cares? Nobody cares. I thought that was a really nice touch. So a lot of people were complaining about this and saying that they felt, they shouldn't have had that angle and it should have had all the focus on Kushida. But I disagree. Personally, I thought it was a smart move to have this big moment where a lot of people are watching and there's a lot of emotion invested in it. And then again, bang, here's Jay White. Notice him. This guy's dangerous. This guy's a big player. And using that to, quote unquote, get some heat. I thought it was quite well done. Yeah, those people that... And I see the point. I, I do. But, but they're... I, I think what they were trying to get out of that night was I want this to be the the last time I see Kushida, right? And I want that to be the focal point and um, more along the lines of, you know, they they want to enjoy him one last time. But let's be truthful. When these situations happen, it's, you know, the last one I can really remember was Nakamura getting a send-off, Um but you know when AJ left and when when uh, others have left, it's you know it hasn't been this this gigantic send off. I mean, AJ got basically what Kushida got in the sense of you you get a a, a little bit of time in the and, and even less really. He was able to you know bow in the ring and that, that was about it. Um, it's. I think people wanted wanted to have that one last moment. And on the flip side of that, from a pro wrestling perspective, I kind of agree with you, Joel, in the sense of uh, you got yourself a red hot heel and let's let's turn up the fire a little bit more. And how much of a dick could you be than to spoil that moment? Uh, and you're, you're right. Kevin Kelly did a really good job, too, just losing his mind. Um, it's no, I think that's that that's how you make heals that people hate by by taking away moments that that you would want right um feel good moments don't feel so good and that's that's why you do stuff like that um might not agree with it you might you might want to just say okay well let's just put that aside for one night well you got a nice opportunity to, to, to do something dastardly um and yeah they they, they certainly did do that didn't they 
yeah, I thought it was very well executed. And I also think something that's notable about a lot of these shows, this whole new beginning tour, is how many times we've had Jay White physically taking the IWGP heavyweight title away from Tanahashi and holding it up or walking out of the arena with it. And just having that image there of Jay White holding the big gold belt is quite striking and not for nothing, as you would say, Damon. We have a question here. Mikey says, prior to the New Beginning Sapporo shows, totally agreed with you guys that it was Switchblade's time, but Jay has dominated the tag matches thus far. Seems they are priming Tanner to even up the score. Given that, do you still think Jay will still likely get the belt on February 11th? So what do you think about this? Because it's been so heavily, every single show has been... Jay White's going to take this belt. Jay White's going to be the next champion. Jay White is the man. Almost to the point at which now, to me, he feels like the favourite. I'm going to be quite shocked if Tanahashi wins this one. Yeah. It's 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 almost to the point where it's like, you know, New Japan is really beating it over people's heads of Jay White's winning, Jay White's winning, Jay White's winning, Jay White's holding the belt, Jay White's winning every tag match. Jay White's making people tap out. Jay White, Jay White, Jay White, where it's like, yeah, it's it's almost to the point where it's like, okay, Tanahashi's got to get his revenge somehow, um, and, and this might be it. Uh, I I still think Jay White walks away as champion. I really do. Um, and this might be New Japan just saying, hey, we're going all in, and and we're gonna we're gonna pound it over people's heads. The fact that we're going all in on Jay White, it yeah, does. And it they does, didn't. Go ahead. I was going to say it does feel like they 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 are leaving no opportunity and no stone unturned when it comes to pushing the fact that Jay White is is a top star. Normally, you expect a bit of back and forth. Like this time last year, we had build up to Okada against Sonata, and of course, you have some moments, some nights where Sonata gets one over on Okada, but it's never been like this where it's been so one sided. So, I don't know. To me, I, I agree with you. I still think this is just them trying to show that Jay White is one of the top four in the company. He's the next Western ace, and he's your next champion. So, we will come on to preview the new beginning in Osaka show later on in the show. Let's stick with the new beginning. We had on Wednesday, January 30th, the main event of that show, which was in Miyagi, the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship changed hands. So we had the challengers of Ryusuke Taguchi, Toriyano and Togi Makabe defeating the champions Taiji Ishimori, Tangaloa and Tamatonka in 40 minutes after Taiji Ishimori tapped out to Taguchi's Old oh Might and Garanko. So we serve multiple purposes here. We also get Taguchi getting the win over Ishimori, which builds up their feud nicely going into their junior heavyweight title match coming up next Monday and also we had quite a few run-ins in this match a little bit overbooked but I thought it was still fun it's like having a pizza and you're throwing loads of toppings on the pizza and you might think "Mm, is that too many toppings but it's still pizza pizza's still nice Um, also there was a lot of good guy Tamatonga the whole match seemed to be built around good guy Tamatonga not wanting to hurt his opponents and apologize and I'm into it I think it's quite funny and I think it's a good spot for it I obviously wouldn't want it in a serious singles program for a major title but for never six man tag team championships fine go ahead so I think that's a perfect place for it so good guy Tamatonga 
ultimately ended up costing his team the match. Can you see any payoff to this, or do you think it's just Tamatonga having a bit of fun? I think it's Tamatonga having a bit of fun, right? I think uh, he's making a, he's making the most out of this situation, um, being, you know, I don't want to say B team Bullet Club, but B team Bullet Club, and he's you know he's gonna, yeah, he's just trying to find something new. It's funny. I don't mind it. And you're right. It's it's perfectly placed in the number six man. And you're right. The pizza analogy is was 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 perfect in the sense of it's you know it's pizza. It's good. And let's put more toppings on it. But I will say this though. What you said about overbooked. That seemed to be a the theme. It seemed to be the theme for a lot of this. Uh these shows. It's it's trying to be too cute. Trying to be too uh, wacky, trying to be just there. There was no direct path on any of these major matches. It felt like, and it felt like just really overthinking it and overcomplicating it and over going overboard on the nonsense to get us through these new beginning shows. I suspect I know which match you're referring to here. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's start with um, talking about the new beginning in Sapporo night one, which was on Saturday in Hokkaido. First match was Ren Narita defeating Yuya Uemura in nine minutes with a beautiful picture-perfect front suplex hold. And what I thought was noticeable here is Ren Narita, because this is someone who hasn't received a great deal of publicity or praise recently. Everyone seems to talk about Shota Umino, but... Narita looked great here, and Japanese commentary apparently was really strongly putting him over. And I love that finishing move, the front suplex hold, because obviously you usually get your young lions with their Boston Crab. Now Narita has his own signature finishing move, and I think it's a great one. It's got that sort of out of nowhere factor where you have a guy just running towards him, and bang, there's the front suplex hold, one, two, three, and they've lost. He's got that real sharpness, that crispness, the snap to his attacks to his moves that I, I think more so than any of the other young lines. I think he's really ahead of the curve with his cohort there. Tyler asked, where would you like to see Renderita and Shota Umino go on excursion? And AWQ1985 says, how excited were you with the young lines performance this tour? Well, love them. And I agree with everything you said there. Really not a lot to disagree with. If you're watching these shows and watching these matches, I'm really going to think, where would I want these guys to go when it comes to, to excursion? I think they'd have the best opportunity to learn. And this might surprise some people. I really think Ring of Honor. I really do. I think that they would learn more in Ring of Honor than just about anywhere else. Rev Pro is the easiest one to say. I would, I, I think that that they could learn a lot more if they're used properly. They're not just sitting at home in New Jersey, waiting for the fucking phone to ring and not being booked on shows. But if they're used, Ring of Honor could be a real nice place for both of them. Now I'm sure some of the, you know they'll spend some time in CMLL. They all do. And I think that's a good thing, too. I don't think it's a bad thing. 
that's a good thing because it, it's usually as weird as it sounds. We and we always joke about it. That's where they usually find themselves as pro wrestlers. They could kind of let out a little bit of a little bit of their creative juices. But I really feel like Ring of Honor would be the best place for both of those guys to get better. You'd like to think as well, given all the other options on the table for New Japan and the fact that they've decided to stick with Ring of Honor, that Ring of Honor might pull their finger out in terms of utilising the young lines that are sent over there on excursion. So I would hope that sending someone over there on excursion would be a bit more fruitful than it would have been in years gone past. Yeah, I think you know, right now they're they're in a little bit of a, of of a weird scenario. But here's a, here's another thing too. If you look online, Joel, there are lots of positive reports about the the most uh, the most recent TV tapings that Ring of Honor had. A lot a lot of people saying it's the best stuff in years. So it might be something that we have to check out. Number one, and I think. You know, if if Ring of Honor has has their heads on straight and are able to kind of recover from the losses that they they have had in the past couple of months, and I think they will. And again, I've I've said it a thousand times that they are a company that has gone through this many times over. Again, I think just giving the opportunities that they have, and I'm talking about our New Japan's Young Lions. The opportunity that they would have at Ring of in Ring of Honor kind of outweigh just about any other promotion. And you know, if Ring of Honor is on an uptick and and pushing new talent and and new faces and good talent, this this could be a nice little home for them for a couple of months or a couple of years, maybe. Okay, second match. Then we had a tag match with Toa Hanare and Manabu Nakanishi against Shota Umino Ayato Yoshida. I don't have a great deal to say about this. Hanare picked up the win in eight minutes after the Toa bottom. I suppose you might read into something here with Hanare getting the win instead of Nakanishi. Maybe he's starting to. I don't want to call it a push. I mean, he's been in the company as a part of the quote-unquote main roster as not a young lion for. Well, just over a year now, Hinari. Hasn't made that much progress. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Did you have any strong takes about this match and Hinari in particular? I don't know what... I, I don't know what you do with, with, with Hinari. I'm going to be truthful. I don't, I don't know what you do with him. I don't, I don't... I know everybody's kind of saying that this is the year that he breaks out. And this is the year that... that I mean, do you see him in his current incarnation being anything more than what he is right now? Do you, I mean, do you see him being a player for any any of the titles or any of the of the uh, mid card pushes? Do you see that? And I, I don't unless something drastically changes. And I and and whether that's style or look or feel or maybe he's just involved in 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 a, a real nice blow away angle, but I don't. Do you put a Hanare in that role right now? I don't see it. Yeah, I think it's the look, the gimmick. It's a bit two dimensional, isn't it? And the fact that they haven't attached into any of the factions yet. And I know you hate the factions, but I think that does speak to the fact that maybe they just don't really know what to do with him because 
other people they slot them in somewhere you know you get let's say a show and a yo coming back then bank they're given a program they're putting chaos these are the junior tag guys for this unit but Hinari he's just kind of floating around teaming up with the dads wrestling against young lions getting beaten up by Fale a few times last year he did have that big match with Ishii but seems to be stuck in the doldrums a bit yeah but he's been there for a while yeah you know like I, I and I know when you're in that role and you're in that spot you're there to learn and there to gain experience and there to to kind of build upon what what, what you are I I don't I don't know where you go from here from here and maybe some of our listeners have better ideas than New Japan has to to get from point A to point B but right now like right like right now it, what's the ceiling right now six man you're not giving him you're not giving him any of the singles titles are you no I would say I would like to see him challenge for the never title at some point but being champion I don't think so. I think it's a clear step above what he seems to be capable of at the moment. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not, I mean, even as a challenger, it's not like you're, that's, you're, you're, you're in your mind. You're like, okay, he's, he's got a shot at this title, right? Yeah. He's US- a, like the, the Osprey Ibushi thing seems to have elevated that a bit to excuse the pun. And yeah, even now I think, yeah, now you mention it as a challenger, he doesn't seem credible. No, no. I mean, I mean, again, he. It's not hard to, to have a guy pick up wins, and it's not hard to to put the flame under him. We talked about that a million times. But even if you did do that, would it still feel like a like like? I don't know. It doesn't. I it. If, and again, I like him, and I think he's. You know, he can be good. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. I like my fear is this. What you got your, yourself into is you, you got your modern-day David Finley. And David Finley is a guy that we all like and, and we all enjoy and we all think is good, but, but he's David Finley in this company. Uh, I think Hanari is one of those guys that and, – and, and he didn't really have this opportunity with his injury. He's a guy that needs to step away. He's a guy that needs to see, explore pro wrestling outside of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think he, I think he desperately needs that. Yes, that's a good point. He perhaps has been not damaged, but held back a little by not having an excursion. Yeah, something's holding him back because he's because again, it's, I don't see I don't see where he goes from from here. Right, I don't see how you make what he's delivering right now that next step as a, as a credible challenger. As a, again, a pro wrestling angle can change a lot, right? We all know that. I, I, I but and again, I if 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 the words are New Japan Pro Wrestling is holding him back, and I don't mean that in the in a literal sense. I mean that more in there's you know. I think there's so much more to learn outside of New Japan for a person like that, and even a David Finley, to be to be honest, and he's and he's doing a lot more Ring of Honor stuff, which I think is a good thing. 
And again, I think you know, spending time in in a Rev Pro or spending time in in a a Ring of Honor or spending time in in WXW or spending time elsewhere might give him a new lease on life and a new a new energy and a new a new coat of paint. And I think that's what's desperately needed for Hanari. Okay, our third match was a tag match with Tiger Mask and Hiroshi Tenzan defeating the team of Takamichi Noku and Takashi Izuka, which ended in a disqualification after nine minutes after Izuka went mad and attacked Tenzan with a claw. So we seem to be building up towards Takashi Izuka's final match, which could be a singles match against Tenzan because we've got this story brewing with Tenzan saying that he wants Izuka to wake up and stop being a crazy person. We had Tenzan teasing the moonsault. We also had Izuka grabbing the microphone and the crowd went nuts thinking he was about to speak, but he didn't. He just choked Tenzan with a mic. So I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing this. If it is going to be uh, an Izuka versus Tenzan match, I think that could be quite a spectacle. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> it could be fun. And I, I like, now you've put, you've put it in my head. Guys. I want to see... At the end of that match, I want to see uh, Izuka getting on the mic. Said, "Thank you so much, everyone. It's been a, it's been a pleasure to wrestle in front of you. Just a really lucid, erudite speech." But no, I think if they keep it short, you know, a little five minute match, have all the big spots, have I don't know, Tenzan Mongolian chopping Izuka until he comes to his senses. I think it could be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, 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 it, it could be fun. It could be fun. Um, and the last time you'll have to watch Izuka as well. So, yeah. For the final match, like, come on, you, you've got to manage your expectations somewhat. That should be great. That should just blow the place. And I think the fans would be into it too. I mean, look, I'm, I'll watch it. I can't, I can't say in my heart that I'm like, oh, Tenzan and Izuka. I mean, say that out loud three times. Whew. Uh, it's going to be, well, I mean, yeah, it, that's, it's probably going to be exactly what you just described. Lots of chops, trying to get the claw. And then, yeah, hopefully at the end, he's just completely, you know, in tears. I'm, I'm finally free from these shackles. Uh, give me an over and under number of stars. Of what you think star wise this could be? Uh, I think an absolute ceiling is like three. That's, and realistically, I'm, we're yeah. looking at more like two. Yeah, I think two is the number we're looking at. A big, a, a big, solid, juicy two is 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 right around the corner for this one. If 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 they go with the singles match, is it definitely a singles match? Or you think? Uh, no, no, no. Nothing's announced yet. We okay. just know what the date is. It's got to be a and tag. And that's it. it yeah. Tag, right? Well, you think so? Yeah. I don't know. It seems to be building up towards... Well, it's definitely going to involve Tenzan, isn't it? That's all we Probably. can say for now. Those two guys, do you really think they want to work a singles match? They're looking at each other like, we ain't working a singles match. And it's somebody else in here. Do the heavy lifting. I'll come in and, and fucking put my, my, my iron claw. And I'll take a couple Mongolian chops. But I'm not going 10 fucking minutes. No way. Tag. Tag. I don't want to see. Right, well, we'll see. And it's going to end up in our match of the year poll at the end of the year. I'm going to take a big victory lap. So oh, I'll take Mark my, my words, listeners. I'll buy you dinner. Fun I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. If this, I'll, 
I'll go one further. When, when are we looking at this match, Sean? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I think it's February 21st. All right, so before April. Isaker retirement. Before April. 21st of February. Yes, I was correct. If this match... I'll, I'll, I'll give you something to root for. If this match is a singles match and is greater than three and a half stars... No, it's not going to be greater than three and a half hear stars. Me out. You just said hear that. Three's the ceiling. That's... Uh, let's, let's dream. I'm giving you something to shoot for and look forward to. If it is... I will take you out to dinner. You name the spot. You name the place in New York City. And it's on me. Of course I'm going to say yes, but I feel that, as with a lot of our bets, I'm not putting anything at stake here. So, Oh, no, you are. Because, it. if it's, because if it's less, I get to pick the place. <laughs> right? Fair? <laughs> no, because I just said that. I think the ceiling is going to be three. So you're not going to bamboozle me into what? putting dinner on the line for three, three and a half stars. That's just be a gambler. Happen. Be a be a little risk taker, Joel. You got you got to you got to you got to be out in a ledge sometimes. Sometimes sometimes you got you got to be a little risky. All right. So we're gonna go we're gonna go to uh, Nobu, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just making sure. All right. Very good. No bet, of course. It's crazy. You'd be okay. crazy to do something like that. All right. Where else? Fourth match. We got a, a ten man tag team match with Taguchi, Yoshihashi, Honma, Yano, Makabe defeating the team Bullet Club. Ishimori, Chase Owens, Yujiro, Tangela, Tamatonga, 30 minutes. Yano getting a schoolboy on Yujiro Takashi. So, more of the same here. Good guy, Tamatonga. I liked him screaming at the ref to stop his own teammates from beating up Honma and him doing a big grudging splash on the top. Again, I don't have a great deal to say about this, but I do think um, MVP, the most violent players, is a good use of both Makabe and Yano, given that Makabe's pretty much lost his tag team partner of old in Honma because Honma can't go at the level that he used to be able to and this also frees up Ishii because then he doesn't have to keep tagging with Yano in shit tag matches so I'm I'm down with it Makabe and Yano I think it's a good use of both guys yeah let me ask you this and uh, it might be just me having an old person's moment I didn't see Ishii I didn't see Goto what's, 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 what's the story here they were supposed to be in the States, weren't they? So we were supposed to be getting Ishii Nagata and Goto against Cobb. Right. They can't they can't stick them on the show just for shits and giggles, but they're just going to leave them sit at home? They don't like to do that, do they? Once the match lineup has been set, once the card's there, they don't like to change things. Yeah, they don't. All right. Just, just asking. Just throwing it out there. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, this match was... <laughs> Come on. What, what else we got? <laughs> Uh, next match, we had a special six-man tag team match of Shingo, Bushi, and Naito against El Desperado, Kanemaru, and Taichi. Um, yeah, I mean, have <laughs> you got any hot takes about this, or should we move on to the singles matches? Let's move singles on to matches. the singles matches. Uh, sixth match, we had Minoru Suzuki defeating Sanada in 90 minutes after a Gotch-style power driver. This was good. It was good. I think for this, and also the next match as well, the Evil against Zack Sabre Jr., they were both good matches. I... I think I'm like three and three quarters for both. I enjoyed them. They did drag a bit at times. Uh, I like seeing Sonata getting beaten up and, you know, really slapped around. And Suzuki did that well because I'm just, I don't know, he just, he looks the part Sonata, but he's still, the charisma is not there for me. And I what think... You, what, what's missing that, there? What do you, what, 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 like, give, because I hear this a lot and, and a lot of people are... You know, a very high on him on Sonata. 
and and I am too. But w- what's missing? Help help us help us help him. It's the promos, isn't it? I think it's the same deal with Ishii. That does put a ceiling on you as a performer. You could be the greatest wrestler, but if you can't exude that larger than life charisma on the microphone, and I think that holds you back. But do you think that translates to a Western audience? In what sense? I'm not following you. Well, I mean, I hear a lot of people, I don't want to say complain, but their critique of Sonata is you know, a lot of what you're saying, where it comes from you know, facial expressions or personality or emotion or something along those lines. And I don't know if necessarily it's, it's, if it's about a post-match interview with a lot of the Western fans because it's, you know, we don't speak the language. But in ring, it feels like that there's something missing. In ring, it feels like that there's something uh, that's just not connecting. And, and it's there. And people feel like it's just like a, like a fingertip grasp away. But it's just not there with him right now. And I guess I don't have the answer to that, and I don't know what that necessarily is, whether that's, again, his facial I've, – I've mentioned before, I thought maybe it was his face facial expressions and the lack of, right? He just doesn't have any. Um, but I don't know even know if that's it. So I'm kind of throwing it out there of what, what does Sonata need to do to, to kind of take the next step? Or, or, or is this what we get? This is what it is. And maybe our expectations are always trying to push the envelope. I would also say that in the big single spots that he's been given, like the Okada title challenge this time last year, he had a few G1 headliners, didn't he, against Ibushi and Naito. To me, those all felt a clear step below you know, your big names, your top, top guys in New Japan, where I think Sonata is able to put on a really good four-star match, but struggling to push beyond that ceiling where you watch it and you think, yes, this guy belongs at the absolute top table of New Japan. So maybe it's the in-ring stuff as well. What do you think? Well, yeah, it's got to be something along those lines, right? And, And again, a lot of what pro wrestling is is being able to make that connection. And I don't think it's the physicality to steal a Jim Ross line. And I don't think it's a like a move set, and I don't think it's a – I really feel like it's an inability or an inability to be able to make that connection with fans in the ring, channeling that through his pro wrestling. I, I think there's something missing, and I think there's a disconnect. Now, again, that might be something as simple as Japanese versus Western ideals, culture, blah, 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 blah. Could be. Right, I just don't like he's like it, it. He doesn't have that connection that say an Okada might have, or a Tanahashi, or a Naito, or a uh, even a Jay White. I mean, I mean, Jay White's not Japanese, mind you, but he was trained in a dojo. Um, I just don't feel like there is that connection. Suzuki, there's not a connection. People like him. People enjoy him. People think he's really good. But I don't think people have a connection, a, 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 a bond with Sonata that 
that he is able to generate for people to hang on to. I just I think that's where it's missing. I don't want to put him in a goto mode. Like I don't want to put him in that world. But it feels to me that there is a a a something missing where it's unable to make a connection with Sonata um for whatever reason that is. Maybe it's the gimmick, like the personality doesn't have a lot of nuance to it. Because right, let's say you meet someone who's never watched New Japan before and they say you know, the elevator pitch. you got 10 seconds to explain to this new viewer who is Sonada. Explain the Sonada character to him. What would you say? I would say he is a quiet, cool, quiet. confident... Quiet, that's it. <laughs> cool, quiet, confident kind of guy. You know, he's he's that. Like, cool, quiet, confident. And that's and cool. Is that enough? Like, but uh, right, but visually that's cool, right? Like visually, you could see where a new person, right, or even an old person, can see that and be like, ah, that's badass, and he looks cool, cool, good, that looks great. But but that can only take you so far. Like there's like like what's let me let's put it this way: what's Sonata's story? What's his motivation? What's his drive? What, why, why should I, why should I be emotionally invested in Sonata? Like, I could tell you why I'm, I'm going to be emotionally invested in Okada. I could tell you why I'm going to be emotionally invested in Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jay White, Zach. I can give you those motivations. Why, why as a fan, what's my motivation for Sonata? I don't know if I have one. And if I do, it's really subtle. <laughs> it's really it's really not you know something that that's that I don't want to say obvious and you, you don't need it to be beaten over. The, but even Kenny Omega. Like I I I I I know why f- people can connect with that. What's there to connect to Sonata? What's what's the hook? Where am I latching on to? Yeah, I'm with you, and he's a guy that I really want to like, but I think all those things we've touched upon combined maybe speak to what he needs to work on as his next steps. Or maybe this is it, maybe this this is his level, maybe he's not destined for being a big single star in the company. I mean, he's what, 31? 30s, maybe. Could, could this Could this be it for him? Is that? Do you think that's a? In your mind's eye, do you think that's that's where he is? This is this is this is his level. Mid carder, occasional G one main event, upper mid card, maybe the odd title title challenge, uh, big tag team champion. It's not a bad spot. It's not a bad spot. Is there? When Sonata was brought in. Did did you do? Because there's people that were talking heavyweight championship. Uh, lots of people were talking heavyweight championship, even intercontinental championship. Is it, let me let me ask you this: Is Sonata an intercontinental champion? Do you? Not at the moment. No. 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 And he's not sniffing the the, the big gold. He's not sniffing that. No. No. All right. 
Are you happy with that? No, I, I feel there's untapped potential there. I do too. I feel that there's there's something that he could do to push him onto the next level and make him into a bigger star than he currently is. Okay. And, and, maybe, and maybe that's that hook that we're, we're looking for. And maybe that comes down the road and, and, and maybe. But as of right now, yeah, I, I, I think what we've talked about, I think a lot of people can – any of you disagree? We'd love to hear from you. But um, we don't – I don't – I think there's more there that for whatever reason is just untapped. Any other thoughts on the Suzuki match before we move on? I mean, I like. Look, I I texted you before. <laughs> I I love the idea of these two teams, whether in the singles matches or or tag matches, having a long future in 2019. Um, I I like the way these two teams work together. I like the way uh, I like the way they work it. Uh, no diggity. So, yeah, I didn't go. Uh, so I could I could see them forever. So I'm. I'm I liked it. I, I didn't think it was a great match, but I, I thought it was good. And then the same vein, we had a singles match with Evil defeating, finally defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in 22 minutes after the Evil move. Again, I again I thought it was fine. Three and three quarters. Really good work between the two of them. Uh, again, a bit of a ponderous start, but by the end of it, I thought it was exciting and I liked it. I don't really know there's too much more to say about it. Yeah, I went... I went- High threes and it didn't reach four for me. Um, I thought it could, yeah. It, the slow start, a lot of lot of matches on this tour too. Slow starts or weird starts, you know. And then it picks up at the end, you know, last five minutes. But not even like it, like just weird. And I think this, you know, this one was a little bit odd in the way that it was a, a bit ponderous uh, in, in the beginning, a bit a bit. Uh, Slow, it just yeah. I, I was waiting for it to kick into the, the t- into the next gear, and it felt like I was waiting for a while. I think there's both guys, Evil and Zack Sabre Junior, who do tend to have that as a feature of their matches. And if you put them against the right guy who is a bit more dynamic, then it can raise the bar. But maybe it was just a, a styles clash, to coin a phrase. That these are both guys who take a while to get going. I guess. I mean. I mean, I, I we've we've seen in certain scenarios where they've been we've where they've been limited on time, where they you know been able to kind of kick it into high gear right out of the gate. But yeah, I mean, I, I sat here and I said oh, I want to see these guys wrestle all the time, but you know, right now it's kind of like uh, I would maybe differently wrestle all the time. <laughs> uh, they have it. They have. I think. They, I think they. You know, like I said, I, in different scenarios, they've been short on time and have had better matches. I think maybe it just didn't work out this time. Three, I went, yeah, but I went mid threes for this one. And the main event, a special tag match with Bad Luck Fale and Jay White defeating the team of Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Twenty-four minutes, Jay White tapping out Tanahashi. The TTO Tanahashi tapped out. We speculated when we were previewing this who was going to take the fall here, and it ended up being the IWGP heavyweight champion, which is a bit of a surprise. I liked the moment in this match where Okada whipped off his skirt, and there was a big reaction from the crowd, and then you could hear Farley and Jay White saying, they're just pants, shitty little pants. That was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, just more of the same, really. Jay White, Jay White, Jay White. What more can you say? 
Yeah, we, we've we've covered it in the beginning of the show. It, it is is the Jay White show, which again has me a little bit kind of like, are they really going to you know complete the task and and dot the I and cross the T and 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 give him that title? Because again, at every opportunity, it has been the Jay White show, and it's been really glaring. Uh, where Tanahashi and even Okada and, and just about anybody Jay White's put, you know, he's in the ring with is Jay White's getting the upper hand every single time, uh, which leads me to believe that Tanahashi might pull this one out and win uh, just to get one. Uh, but I still, I'm still sticking with uh, sticking with Jay White taking the title in in a week's time. Right, so the Sunday show, New Beginning in Sapporo, we started off with Tohinare defeating Yotosuji in seven minutes after a Toa bottom. I like Yotosuji. I like his look. He almost got a bit of a Takayama thing. That's exactly one. That's the, yes, I was going to say that. I have that written down. That's who he reminds me of. Absolutely correct. And also, I noticed he's got a bit of a belly on him, a bit of a beer belly, which is good. I think more wrestlers should have beer bellies. I think it's a good look on him. But, American um, football. Yeah, American what are you football. thinking about Suji so far? Good. I like him. Uh, again, he does have a different look. He does have a different feel. Uh, Takayama is, is the guy that, that I, I, I looked at, and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's what he reminds me of. Um, yeah, it's a different look, a different feel. Uh, I like the fact that, that he does feel like he's not that, that Boston Crab kind of molded young lion that we're so accustomed to seeing. He's a little bit different. He kind of stands out a little bit more. Uh, and I don't know if that's a Western influence. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of speculating a little bit too hard. But no, I think there there's a, I don't know, there's something special and something different. I don't think he's the best, but I think he stands out to me, uh, and I like that. Yeah, whether it's the beer belly or the hair, or, or uh, again, just just some of the things that stand out to me for him. Second match was Tiger Mask and Manabu Nakanishi. Defeating the team of Shota Umino and Ayato Yoshida in nine minutes. Tiger Mask getting the pin over Yoshida following an avalanche butterfly suplex. Noble here, if nothing else, for the fact that they still have Umino and Yoshida teaming together, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. The, my favorite, without question, is Grumpy Tiger Mask. <laughs> when he... Uh, really wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. He makes my day. Uh, and you don't see it that often, or as often as you'd want to. But, yeah, when he gets in there with the young lions and he turns into the grouchy old guy, and even with Nakanishi, who is, it's cool because there is there is this kind of split between happy, I don't want to necessarily say happy-go-lucky Nakanishi and then grumpy Tiger Mask. It's... I, I like this tag team a lot. I wish I could see more of it. But they won't give it to me. They won't give us more. But Grumpy Tiger Mask is the best Tiger Mask. What would you call that tag team? Grumpy Breakfast. Grumpy Breakfast would be perfect. That's a great one. All right. Third match was uh, Hiroshi Tenzan and Ren Rita defeating Takamichi Noku and Takashi Izuka. Yet again, another disqualification with Izuka attacking Tenzan. I think it was with a claw again. So, yeah, more of the same, really. Um, fourth match, we had... Uh, Eight-man tag team match with Taguchi, Honma, Yano, Makabe defeating Bullet Club team Ishimori, Yujiro, Tangelo, Tamatonga, Yano pinning Tangelo after a schoolboy. So again, I don't really have anything else to add that we haven't already said. 
fifth I mean, match. It felt like it was the same match, wasn't it? It yeah, really felt like it was the same shit you so. were seeing. Different day. Yeah. The undercards were pretty skippable here. Fifth match, six-man tag, Jay White, Bad Luck Farley, and Chase Owens against Tanahashi, Okada, and Yoshihashi with Jay White tapping out Yoshihashi after 17 minutes with the TTO. So they're really trying to establish this submission finisher, leading me to think, obviously, that's... Tanahashi's knee is going to play a big role into the upcoming title match. But Yoshihashi, pretty good in this match. I thought he had showed some fire, had some good near falls. I don't know, am I a fool for getting excited about seeing Yoshihashi perform? I tell you what, I felt like a bit of a fool too, because I was getting it hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Again, it would have made zero sense to have Yoshihashi pin Jay White. We all know that. But there was fire, and there was there was a, there was a couple moments where it was like, "Whoa, wait a minute now!" Uh, and 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 a near fall or two that were kind of you were you were kind of thinking, "Man, this could this this could possibly happen." And 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 why would they do that? And how would they do that? Pretty amazing, pretty amazing that they they able to do that, knowing full well that you you there's no way it was happening. And that that to me that's that's smart, solid pro wrestling. And the sixth match, we had the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship with the champions of Shingo Takagi and Bushi defeating the challengers of El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 80 minutes after Shingo pinned Kanemaru following the Rebellion Tag Team move. I really like this match. I am always a big fan of those times where you get Junior Tag Team Championship matches where it's two on two and they get enough minutes enough time to work. You get at least 50 minutes. And to me, these matches always deliver. I think this was the best junior tag team match we've had pretty much, I think it was this time last year when we had Young Bucks and Rapongi 3K having their rematch. I liked the little pairings that they had going off here with Shingo and Kanemaru pairing off and Bushi and Desperado. I thought Kanemaru was great here. Obviously, a big part of this match was showcasing Shingo as they've been doing. He's still undefeated. He's looking like an absolute star. And Kanemaru was just bumping his backside off for Takagi. And I haven't seen Kanemaru bumping like that. He was going all over the place. I thought he was great. He did a great job in making Shingo look like a real powerhouse. And I was also enjoying the Bushi and Desperado chemistry. It looks like they are building up towards a mask versus mask match. I don't know if that's something that we're likely to see. And I would be into it. I don't know who would be losing their mask. I don't really want to see either of those guys losing their mask. But if I had to pick someone, I guess it would make more sense for Despi to lose it. And then maybe he goes back to his Kyosuke Mikami thing. And that could lead into, you know, hopefully if Hiromu comes back, that could go into something there. Because those two guys have got a lot of history. But I thought this was a really fun match. Yeah, that's. I mean, if 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 they're going to do something like that, right? If they're going to to, to have him lose his mask, I mean, that's already a pre-built kind of thing. If, if Hiromu comes back in and in a, in a nice place, they have him come back on. You know, Hiromu, we're talking about. So if, if that's going to happen, good. Um, this match, look to me. I mean, everybody does go go nuts over Shingo, and that we all can agree that. He's. This is not where he, the, he will be sitting, right? As much as we talked a little bit about uh, Hanare and how he might be stuck in a rut, and it really it doesn't feel like there's any upward mobility. And we talk about Sonata, where it's, you know, is, is this is this what this is? Is this what you get from Sonata? I think that that for Shingo, 
it's <laughs> I mean, he's head and shoulders the star of that match with all four guys. And you know that there's just so much more waiting right around the corner for him. Um, you almost didn't want to see him hold on to the titles. And you almost wanted to see, the, you know, them just move on as quickly as possible. Um, probably not the smartest thing to do and probably not the right thing to do. But for me, he just looks like so head and shoulders above Abushi, so head and shoulders above, above a Kenamaro, who I love. And, you know, even head and shoulders above Desperado. And it looked like th- that entire feud over those titles that's been laid to rest and put to bed and, and both teams are going to be moving on from there. And the match following that was the IWGP Tag Team Championship with the champions Sanada and Evil defeating the challengers Zack Sabre Jr. and Suzuki in 60 minutes following a moonsault press. Most notable thing here is, I think, the fact that Suzuki took the pinfall and not Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know if that's going to lead to anything or if it just shows you that they want to protect Zack. I thought this was a good match. I don't think it, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as the junior tag team match. And a little bit disappointed that Zack and Suzuki didn't win because I thought it would be a really nice spot for them to have those heavyweight tag team championships. But uh, aside from that, good stuff. Yeah. I, 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 need, I need more of, of, of these guys. I texted you uh, comments to, to the tune of, I, I, need, I, need, I need more, and I'm giving them awards already here in February. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. What? Why do you think that dynamic works so well between Suzuki and Zach? I think they complement each other in a lot of ways. They've got fairly similar styles. There's a lot of submission-based stuff, which I think works well, and their charisma and their attitude. They've both got that touch of sadism about them and a bit of swagger that I just think they play off each other quite nicely it's like almost as if Zach is like Suzuki's son or something yeah yeah like or like you know a disciple of some kind they do complement each other so well but yet they're they're they remind me a lot of a tag team from back in the day and and the same similar dynamics um, of having two guys that could technically be single stars put into a tag team. I'll give you I'll give you two tag teams that they remind me of two New Japan former tag teams and two tag teams that that are probably up there in my top tag teams of all time. One is Hase and Sasaki. I, 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 they feel very much like that, where they're, they're two st- two guys who could be superstar singles wrestlers put together in a tag. Takata Maeda feels like that to me as well. Like two superstars put into a tag that have a chemistry and have a, um, a, a common mission. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. They don't feel like they're just stuck together. They don't feel like they're just kind of just placed together. They really feel like they're a cohesive unit and, and, and destructive as well. They feel very old school to me. 
They feel like an like an old school tag team to me, more than than just about any other. I I, I I'm dying to see more of them. I'm di- I they they might be the, my favorite thing in New Japan right now. That tag team, just because of the dynamic of who they are, what they've accomplished. And how well they work together and how they really feel like two completely polar opposite people like on the world have this common bond of breaking limbs that makes them so fucking entertaining. It does raise an interesting question in as much as what is next for Evil and Sonata. Who are the next challengers for those tag team titles? Because I thought that they might drop the belts and move into singles programs given that New Japan Cup is coming up. Of course, holding those tag team titles doesn't preclude them from entering the New Japan Cup. But I just thought it would be a good time to switch. But I don't know who could be next. We've got, I don't know, Yujiro and Chase or uh, most violent players, Makabe and Yano. It just seems to be a bit bare. It's a... Um, what was your point? I'm sorry, I'm doing two things at once, Joel. That's all right. Are you, are you ready to keep going or you want to... You got to take me off mute. Are you ready to keep going, or do you want to take a couple of minutes? Yeah, I, I yeah, no, no. Keep, let's just keep going. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to do two, two, trying uh, to work and do this at the same time. Question was, what's next for Evil and Sonata? Who might Evil possible challenges be? Yes, sorry, uh, Evil and Sonata. We are. I mean, God. I mean, but they're they're. It seems like they're they're losing six man tags. You know. Uh, and they did just have their match at uh, World Tag League Finals. I, I mean, wh- wh- who else do you go with? That's a great question. Like, who else is in line for for the heavyweight title? I mean, it's it's. I'm, I'm going through the roster in my head right now. A uh, heavyweights. Who, who who would you put in that who would you put in that role? I don't think they have anybody lined up. I mean, the t- two teams that I mentioned of Yujiro and Chase and Makabe Yano. I don't know Makabe Yano. They already have the six man belts. Yujiro and Chase. They just don't seem like credible challengers at this point. No, I I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put them in that. Um. Maybe some they sort of have chaos to... team. I don't know. Goto Yoshihashi. I mean like Ishi. Yeah, I mean Ishi's kind of not in a mix, not doing anything. Goto's not in a mix. Somebody from Chaos. I mean, best friends are out of the equation at this point. Tanahashi Okada. They need to start winning some matches first. Actually, yeah, that would that would help, right? I mean, I'm really, I'm really struggling, and I, and I know this is an awkward segment for us here, because because we, we don't have a name. I don't have a name. I mean, uh, who do you put in that mix? Bring back Killer who Elite are we Squad. Okay, is that is that does that excite anybody? They had two matches last year, which were good, but it's not exactly fresh. No, give me a fresh mashup. That's why I'm saying, like, if wouldn't it be great if we could just extend out Zach and, and Suzuki because it's fresh and it's new and the matches are good? Give me, give me a name. Who would you put in there? Maybe they will. It kind of felt that they were holding something back in this tag title match. Although maybe that was just you pinned them clean. Yeah, I mean, you pinned them clean. 
I don't know. I, 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 they, they have to come up with somebody new and fresh, and they don't have it right now. That's, that's a little discouraging. If you're going to have a fuck finish, if you're going to have a screwy finish, why not make it this match? This is the, this is the match. This is the match where you continue things on with. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what they got in the pipeline. You know, it doesn't feel like they got much of anything in the pipeline, unless they bring in somebody from outside the company. Well, why would they do that? I don't know. This one's a little bit weird. This one's a little bit odd to me. Another question. Are you going to be buying the little evil light-up scythe toy for 4,000 yen? I don't like that. I don't think I don't think that's a good I don't but here's the thing you know what it is in pro wrestling it's it's almost like people don't like it so much that let's turn it into a gimmick and people will buy it right and people have it I've seen it in the crowd so I would not be buying that that would not be something I would go and purchase um that would not be on my mantle at any point uh no I'm good without that main event of the evening IWGP Intercontinental Championship Tetsuya Naito defeating the challenger Taichi in 21 minutes after the Destino. I thought the build to this match was great. The stuff that they were doing in the Road 2 shows made Taichi look like a real credible threat to Naito. I really enjoyed the pre-match video where you had Taichi watching Wrestle Kingdom at home or in his hotel and playing Fire Pro Wrestling, eating snacks. Very relatable. We had Taichi referring to the Sapporo terrorist incident where Fujiwara brutalized Ricky Choshu ahead of his title match with Tatsumi Fujinami and ended up being cancelled. So that obviously played into what happened there. Izuka was a young lion when that happened and Izuka came out and there was a lot of shenanigans. He attacked Naito with a ladder and it just seemed to sap all the energy out of the crowd and it went on for way too long. Now, I'm in two minds about this because I found that stuff pretty boring because it was slow and it went on forever. When the match actually started, I thought it was great and I loved it and it was dangerous and they had crazy spots and I thought they had really good chemistry together. But it just leaves me scratching my head about the way that Taichi is booked. I don't know who laid out this match. I suspect it was Naito. But it seems that whenever we have Taichi in a big singles match like this, there's got to be some sort of fuckery at the start of the match. Like... There was some stuff in his matches against Goto where at the beginning of the match he was, I can't remember what he did, he choked him unconscious or there was some kind of thing where he's got to cheat at the beginning of the match because the message that you're getting here is that Taichi on his own merit is not good enough to hang with these guys. He's got to do some sort of cheating to put their the match in jeopardy, to give, them a, to give himself a realistic chance of winning, which... I don't really think they need to be doing. I think Taichi is a guy who's good enough where they could just have a a quote-unquote regular match without having to do all these shenanigans. But that said, I don't mind the shenanigans. That's part of the Taichi gimmick, and I would have been fine with it and this Izuka stuff if it had been like a third or a quarter of the length of time it was. Because it's different, like I said to you uh, over text, it was like they took the beginning chunk of a normal New Japan main event style match where, you know, they got people feeling each other out and grappling and holds and all that stuff. They just chop that off and put this Izuka stuff in at the start. And it's, it's just difficult for me to reconcile 
the thing that went on too long at the start with what I thought was a really fantastic match at the end. And there was a huge pot when Naito came back and the crowd went home happy. So overall, I would say that I enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it more than most people would. But I just Tai Chi. Where does it leave us with Tai Chi? He's, what, 38, 39? He's not exactly an up-and-coming young star. What do you do with a guy like that now? He, he, he's done. We're, we're done with Tai Chi, right? Look, I, I, I don't think that the last three minutes of this match can even qualify what we what what our expectations are for quality of a match for a new Japan Pro Wrestling main event. Okay. I, I I don't see it. Uh, the beginning of this match, I understand the story that they were trying to tell, and I understand that um, we, we they the company at least feels that either a we need to have some smoke and mirrors because we don't we're not confident in this gentleman and I'm talking about Tai Chi performing at a level that we're accustomed to so we need to throw out the smoke and mirrors and two we need to re- beat people over the head to say he's a, he's a prick right it was not for me it there were there, there there was not a lot there that where I was really happy with what I was seeing for a New Japan main event. Um, I don't think I don't think the the second hand and there were some spots and there were some there were some bumps and 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 moments where yeah. You know the the pile driver onto the table, right? That was a pretty great spot. Right? Uh, there were there were there were a handful of near falls, but this wouldn't even make my top ten matches of of this year. New Japan, I wouldn't even put this in the top ten. I think this match, I got taken out of this match just as much as Naito did in the first ten minutes. I was I was I was out. I it just did nothing for me. It did nothing to help. Here's what it did. It did nothing to help Naito. Like Naito made a big comeback on a geek is what it is what happened. Naito made a big comeback on a geek. You bury Taichi. I mean, he looks like a boob right now. I, he needs help from Izuka. He needs a t- ten minute medical rest. And he still couldn't finish the job. And he still looked like a boob, right? He kicked out on a Destino. Okay, great. But that's really the highlight for Tai Chi. He kicked out of a Destino. That's it. And not for nothing, there's been plenty of guys that have kicked out of, the, of a Destino. Well, it was the running Lots Destino. Everyone kicks out of that uh-uh. one. Right. Okay. Well, if you're a fan of Tai Chi, you can't be happy because that's it. That's that. You, you're done. Where how do you how does a guy like that how does a guy come back from something like that especially given the storyline where he's like you know he's trying to be this anti-hero I guess and he's shitting on Naito's fans and you know he knows he's a cult favorite and he knows he's trying to 
make changes and all that stuff. And he didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom and he wasn't even on the show and he feels slighted. And there was something there. There, 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 was, there was something there that they could have held on to. I, I think this match was overbooked, over uh, just messy. And at the end of the day, you didn't really accomplish a lot. Naito beat a, a, a geek. Uh, Los Ingo Bernabalus was nowhere to be found except for Bushi during this whole entire thing, which made Los Ingo Bernabalus look kind of weird. Their whole their whole idea of a faction is that they're that they have this brotherhood and this bond, and they're nowhere to be found while all this bullshit's going on. You got Red Shoes, who once again looks like just a total incom- incompetent boob. Uh, Lots of chairs, lots of interference, lots of shenanigans, lots of smoke and mirrors, lots of bullshit. It wasn't for me, Joel. I don't. I don't know how anybody can give this f- four stars. And I'll go so far as to say, ain't no fucking way I'm doing a cartwheel for this. No fucking way. Yeah, I need to start practicing mine. I think. And it's just frustrating because I feel that they do have something with Taichi. I think if the matches were booked differently, that he could be a credible upper mid-carder. But I feel that I've been burnt one too many times on these matches. And this is what you're going to get with him. If you have if you have Taichi in a big singles program, there's going to be some shenanigans at the start of the match. And it makes me wonder, are they going to put him in the G1? Can he... Is he going to do this nine times in the G1? Can you have nine different matches starting off with different kinds of skullduggery? Hey, look, look at last year, my man. I mean, ask, ask Tamatanga that. Ask Bad Luck Fale that. That was slightly different because they were we intentionally done. getting themselves disqualified, weren't they? Because the, the story was that they didn't care about the points. But I, yeah. I guess it's like that in reverse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a fan. You're a fan of the guy. Is he a main eventer for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Those are not the kinds of main events I want to see. Like I said, if they'd done the Izuka stuff and it had been five minutes where he got a bit of a beating, but he was like, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I still want to fight, I hate this guy, I still want to beat him up, then my enjoyment would have been a lot higher. But it's the fact that it went on and on and on and on and on that really sapped my enthusiasm for it. Yeah. I mean... And people who don't like him, they just have now just... And again, let's be very clear here, too. This is not... I can't imagine him sitting there and saying, okay, let's do this. They were told. It was, it was, it was you, know, you know, he was brought into an office, and he, here's the finish, here's the match layout, here's what we're doing, right? I doubt, I doubt it was, hey, let's get Izuka involved. They were told, let's get Izuka involved. But to me, that that screams we don't trust you enough to be able to to do what normally is a New Japan main event. That's got to be a little bit discouraging to fans of the guy. I would be if I'm a fan. If I were a fan of him, I'd be like, give him the ball, let him run with it. We always say, tap on the shoulder, big big match, big show, big 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 time, go out and perform. And I, it feels to me, and I could be dead wrong, but it feels to me that they don't trust him to be able to do that. And I think that's wrong. Yeah, 
it's like there's two different Tai Chi's. There's a Tai Chi like we got in that elimination 10-man tag I was talking about earlier where he looks like a killer and he gets the big decisive elimination at the end. He kicks Naito in the face, eliminates Naito, and he's the sole survivor in the match and he looks great. But then there's the Tai Chi when the bell rings for the big main event match where he's got a fuck about and to me it's difficult to reconcile those two presentations because to me they don't mesh. They They conflict. Yeah, and 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 I can't blame him for that. Like people love to shit on him. I don't. I don't blame him. I blame the booking of him. He's made to look right. There's no. There's no cohesiveness. There's no. It's 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 you get two different people, and you never know what you're going to get. You know when it comes time for the singles match. Seriously, I mean, I I did this nonsense cartwheel shit as as a joke and just something to do and it's fun whatever have a laugh but i was i going into this match i was sweating it because i truly believe that if they let him go and do what he needed to do it could be good yeah this is not I a case had, of like does taichi have it in him to have a really good match it's will the booking allow no. it yeah and i don't think they trust him to do it and i don't understand why i really don't because i think he could do it I think he's proved in the past that, that that it's in there. He's capable of doing it. But let's be honest here. This company doesn't trust him to do it. Because you wouldn't book that bullshit if, if you did. Again, at the end of the day, Naito beat a geek who couldn't finish the job with, with multiple avenues of cheating and nonsense and bullshit. That's what you got. So not only does Naito look like okay, he made a you know he made a comeback from an injury and he beat a geek, but Tai Chi is no longer credible. He's no longer in the picture. Forget about him. He's done. It's over. I do want to take a moment to praise Naito because I thought he was fantastic in this match. The ridiculous bumps that he was taking. He seems to just enjoy flinging himself onto his neck and. I worry about him sometimes, seeing the way yeah. he throws himself about in these matches. Uh, Tom's got a question about him. What are the odds of Naito becoming IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champ at the same time? Is there a chance New Japan will merge the belts and get rid of the IC belt if that happens? Because there's been a lot of talk, particularly from Naito, about wanting to be a double champion. And I think that would be a cool way to resolve this dilemma with Naito and the IC belt, which traditionally, historically, he's hated. For him now saying, no... I want to keep it, and I want to be the first double champion. So do you think that's something that's likely to happen? Nah, I doubt it. I mean, there's too many talented guys that they have that could that could hold on to each belt, and they need the belt for, you know, secondary shows and, and the headline shows. We got two dome shows coming right around the corner. I mean, we need as many, <laughs> we need as many marquee matchups as, as humanly possible, really. So no, I can't see them. Especially those two belts. I, I can't see them. Maybe a smaller belt. They might. But it doesn't look like they're in the business of consolidating titles. They're in the business of making more. Um, and with two Dome shows in January, they might need it. Uh, for what it's worth, Naito has said that he wants to enter the New Japan Cup. He said, if I'm not allowed to enter as IC champion, then it's an admission. This belt is a shackle to me. So I do like the direction that... Naito's taken it and it does seem to be like a fresh coat of paint on the Naito IC title relationship. Um, now, 
on this show, we saw Suzuki Goon losing all three of their title challenges. Do you think this hurts them? Michael says, what's next for Suzuki Goon after such an embarrassing sweep? Suzuki stepping down its leader? Sabre Goon, perhaps? No, I think they'll stay the same. I think that, that, that they're a valuable resource. I mean, you might see... I mean, there was I was hearing talk of, of Jericho and Suzuki. I know Jericho wants Suzuki. Jericho wants Tanahashi, too. So I think... I, I guess one of the biggest disappointments for me would be just and if and and again we I've said it a thousand times just on this show alone you can always heat up people but man you had something pre built didn't you with Suzuki and Zach um that was pre built and and it was really clean it, there was no slip on a banana peel it felt clean as a whistle. And and then and where do you go from there? Why would there even be a rematch? I mean, it is the tag titles. I mean, all they had to do was hop into a ring and point at them, and oh, we got a I guess they're a viable challenger. But it did feel like a missed opportunity there. Yeah, admittedly they are my favorite faction, but I do feel that these results hurt them somewhat. They look like a a B level faction. Yeah, yeah, did they? Uh, yeah, I mean. Factions have been swept before. There have been shows where Bullet Club has been swept, and you know I'm not worried about them being uh, important. Um, they will, but again, if I'm being greedy, that tag team really had a lot of possibilities. And it now, now what do you do with it? You know, you, you, again, we got to stretch that out a little bit. It seems very quick. It's only less than a month. It felt like that they were in the mix. So. Yeah, maybe we'll see we'll see how this pans out, but that doesn't look good. Well, this is interesting. The attendance for this show was six thousand and eighty nine, which was up from five thousand one hundred and forty last year, which was the Kenny Omega J White US title match. So Taichi is a draw. You can't deny it. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> and for context, right, the twenty seventeen Sapporo show which was Okada against Suzuki, did 5,500. And that was only a one-night deal. Whereas this was the second night of a two-night thing. So to go from that to 6,089 is pretty good going. So bury tight you all you want, but the guy's clearly a megastar. Megastar? Well, no, I joke, of well. course, but it's just interesting to see is how... It... Well, lots of reasons. you got LIJ being feature prominently the product's hot the company's growing i think it's more i think i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that company is growing right i think i think the brand is i don't want to say more important than individual people but it's you know well the numbers don't lie look numbers don't lie he can he can he can put that on his resume and he can put that on his mantle of, of the house that he drew compared to last year's but i think a lot has to do with uh brand and uh the promotion being um warmer than it was even a year ago so um good good, good on tai chi unfortunately he's booked like a geek <laughs> Let's touch on these new beginning in Osaka shows. Now, that show has sold out, which it usually does, but it just goes to show that business is doing just fine, um, even without Kenny Omega. So we have a few Road 2 shows starting this week. Oh, no, kitten walking on the MacBook. Stay here. So uh, our card for the new beginning in Osaka, this will be next Monday, February the 11th. So I guess we'll be recording our show a bit later than usual, so we've got a chance to watch this. 
We have opening match with Liger, Kojima and Tenzan against Takamichi Noku, Izuka and Suzuki. We have Sanada and Evil taking on Yoshida and Umino. Obviously, that's a non-title match, but interesting. I don't know, could they be next challengers? I can't see either of them getting a pin here. Third match, we got Shingo Bushi and Naito against Desperado, Kanemaru and Taichi. We have fourth match, Yoshihashi and Honma against Chase Owens and Yujiro. Possible chance there for Chase and Yujiro to get a win and maybe establish their credentials as future tag team challengers. Uh, fifth match, uh, Yano and Makabe against Tangela Tamatonga. That feels like a bit of a heavyweight tag title eliminator. So maybe the winner of that will get the challenge mm-hmm. of Evil and Sonata next. Sixth match, we got uh, Taguchi against Ishimori for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, what are your expectations going into that? I think it's going to be good. I think this is the time when Taguchi gets the, gets the tap. He can deliver, right? One match a year or two, right? Uh, and Ishimori is great. I think it'd be very good. I would set the I would set the the the, the bar at four, and I think it, I, I think it has a very good chance of being slightly over four. Yeah, that's my expectation. Compared to last year's New Beginning show, where we got a brilliant match between Will Ospreay and Hiromu Takahashi, this does on paper look like a big step down from that. But again, Taguchi, tap on his shoulder, fingers crossed he can pull out something exciting. And I think they've done a good job building up. We've had Taguchi getting a few big wins over Taiji with his Oh My Garankle ankle lock. We have a special singles match between Kazuchika Okada and Bad Luck Farley. I don't want to see Farley wrestling anymore, let alone in big singles matches. Look, if Farley's going to have an opponent, a singles match opponent, and you look at his history, best matches have been with two guys, Tanahashi, Okada, and, and, and more to Okada, really. So if it's going to happen, fine with it. To me, this 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 screams Okada redemption. I can't imagine Folly getting a clean pinfall over Okada here. Um, I think I think you need to have something where Okada starts to kind of get his groove back and, and and get in the mix. So I predict a Okada win, and I think it'll be a good match. Uh, another stellar performance. That Okada will need to have to have uh, to pull a great match out of Fale, but I think it's there. It can happen, um, and if Fale's going to be in the ring with a singles guy, it's going to be it's good. If it's Okada, then I like my chances. And the main event, of course, IWGP Heavyweight Championship: Hiroshi Tanahashi against Jay White. Feels like we've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we covered it from all possible angles. What are your expectations in terms of stars and? Who do you think wins? Well, if again, it and we've talked about it here today. It it's you on paper, and you're looking at how many times Jay White has gotten the one up on Tanahashi, and with the knee injury, and you know it is a, it is a classic Tanahashi beats all odds and and comes out on top kind of storyline. But what we were talking about even before that was Jay White and how it's you can't have him lose here, can you? I mean, he's just you want to do all this to have him lose. I think the match will be great, and I think 
the, 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 what we're looking at is dramatic pro wrestling Tanahashi and dramatic pro wrestling Jay White. Uh, expectations are high. I think it will be great. I do think, though, that uh, Jay White walks away with the title. I don't under I can't understand doing all this and not going through with it and not just just dotting the I and crossing the T. Now there is a lot of speculation about well where does that leave Madison Square Garden? Do you do Tanahashi and Okada for a title, right? Something along those lines. I just can't imagine right now them pulling the the, the rug from out from under Jay White. I think he wins the title. And I, and I set the bar over four. Um, I think it'll be a great match and a great dramatic pro wrestling match. Do you think if Jay White were to lose this match that it would hurt him? I do. I do. I think, I, let's put it this way, of the two, I think Jay White has more to lose than Tanahashi. Like if Tanahashi lost the title, I don't think anybody would be, you know, it wouldn't ding his legacy it wouldn't hurt you know but if i think if all that they put into jay white and and now people are jumping on the jay white bandwagon to 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 not do it i think it really would hurt and i don't and and again he does have a history of doing stuff like that in this you know look at okada you know everybody thought okada was taking that title didn't happen everybody thought naito was winning that title didn't happen these are dome shows though I don't know. I, I really do feel like he, Jay White just has so much momentum and so much backing right now that they. I think they'd be dumb not to. I think I think they really have to move this title onto him and 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 go from there. I I, I do. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. I think MSG is a question mark, but the fact that it's already sold out, I think it will be a really good opportunity to show the world, and particularly the Western viewers, that this is your guy. This is your future. Western, if not current Western ace. So I think it'll be a great spot for Jay White. Whether or not they do that, I don't know. They've done such a good job building this up that, yeah, I'm leaning towards a Jay White win, but I wouldn't be stunned if Tanahashi wins. But at the moment, I would say I'm 70-30 in favour of Jay White winning this match, which I think is a testament to the strong build. Yep, I'm 80-20. So, uh, yeah, strong build that... Do it. I mean, let's again. We're we're already here. I mean, I, I, do you have second? Do you have second doubts? Do you have, do you have second thoughts? No. I my my pick is Jay White to win the title, and I've been saying that from the start. I think all the signs point towards that happening. I think it would make sense. I think it would be a good business move for the company, and it would really help establish Jay White as one of the four top guys in the company. Yep. I, um. Yep, here we go. Title change. Historic. They don't happen all the time. They don't they don't uh they don't fall off of trees. Big time uh big time spot here for Jay White. Not many people get that title. So uh again, I think in a week's time we'll have a new champion. Watch it not happen. <laughs> One match I want to point to in the build up. This is Road to the New Beginning on uh Saturday, February the 9th in Osaka. And the fifth match on the show is a tag team match between Shingo and Naito against Taka and Taichi, which mm. looks very interesting. Mm. I like the thought of Shingo and Naito making a tag team. I do too. 
That's that. That's really good, actually. I mean, it's a shame that you know you're, he's bogged down with those junior straps. <laughs> Move him up. How about a night? How about a Naito? Well, yeah, yeah. Naito in uh, in Shingo against Evil and Sonata. It's not going to happen <laughs> in our lifetime. Um, not yet, anyway. Um, yeah, I like that tag team though. That's a, that's that's good. In, in Osaka, let's let's not forget about that. That'll make it even more interesting. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to tune into that one. That's going to be good. All right, let's dig into some of the questions then from the Discord. Uh, Vase Collector 420 says, this question is for Damon. What were your match ratings for the January 31st CMLL show with Japanese commentary that went up on World? Didn't watch it. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. <laughs> Sorry, didn't watch it. Uh, I have no star ratings. Didn't watch it. I suspect that Vase Collector 420 knew that. I think he was being a bit cheeky in asking this question. Really? Just, oh, just a hunch. Really? Okay. All right. Uh, John says the LA Young Lions were on the ROH shows this week in Texas. Is this good for them? Does ROH have a similar enough style? I know there are a lot of US-based New Japan stars on these shows, but is it any? But any experience helps. I heard they did well. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good move for them, and. I need to wait and see some of these matches, particularly the matches from the New Beginning USA shows. But I'm hearing really good things about them. And like we touched on earlier, I think ROH are going to be a bit more careful when dealing with the New Japan talent that they're given. And the fact that they are using these LA Dojo guys on ROH shows is a good sign. Yeah. Anytime, again, they're in a dojo. So what does that mean? We're there to learn. If they can wrestle different styles and different people. And get more comfortable in the ring, absolutely. So it's it's only going to be a win. Um, and again, that doesn't even necessarily have to be Ring of Honor. It could be anywhere, wherever they can get work is is really the most important thing, and 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 show growth and and improvement. So that's the whole that's the whole purpose of them being there. So um, if it's in Ring of Honor, if it's in Rev Pro, if it's in Joe Schmo in the middle of Portland, Oregon, fine. If they're getting work. Uh, and the wrestling quality people and learning from that, that's the most important factor. Um, the shirt guy says, who should be the first person to win both the New Japan Cup and G1 Climax in the same year? I can't see them doing that personally. That would be like double dipping. I think two right. separate opportunities to heat up two guys. You get, you, get, you have enough talent on on that roster that you don't need to do that. Um, if if we were in a year where you know talent was short, yeah, okay, great, you, you you do that. But there's there's absolutely no need to do that because you got plenty of people that can step into both of those roles. TJ says Suzuki is booked for Bloodsport. Who of those announced do you want to see him face? Um, hoping we get Minoru Suzuki versus Hideki Suzuki match. There's a lot of people in that Bloodsport. The problem is, is that it's a Thursday afternoon. I don't think I can get there in enough time. I think it's sold out too. I can't even get in the building. So I think we're just heading right to New York and checking in because I think we have the um, WrestleCon show that night. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talent on that. Suzuki. Well, here's the thing. The good news Frank is, is not necessarily. What's that? Is it Frank, Frank Mir? Mir? Was he announced for the show as well? Mm, I don't know. I'd have, 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 have to look that up. But point being is that if they're going to be in Jersey City, they're going to be on other shows. Right, they're not just going to bring them into the, that one show on a Thursday when there's opportunities for Friday, Saturday, and all. So I think it's a very safe bet that Suzuki will be in not only uh, Rev Pro but also Madison Square Garden. Again, nothing confirmed, but I wouldn't be surprised of that as well. 
And you've sort of touched on the second question there, which were what shows are you planning to attend other than MSG that weekend? Are there any shows you can't attend but wish you could? So we're going to the NXT TakeOver show and you're going to the, what was the one that you just said? WrestleCon Super Show. uh, Yeah, we're doing the WrestleCon Super Show. We're doing Rev Pro. We're doing the New Japan Show. We're doing NXT. Uh, Are there others that I would want to go to? Uh, the blood sport would probably be the top of the list. Um, I, I I saw the lineup for the penis party, and then that's not that's I'm, I'm good. Um, anybody else that I would want to go to? Ah, uh, maybe DDT? the DDT show. Yeah, I, I would got I I'd go to that. Um, problem is, is just you know they're on the other side of the, of the city, like they're in the Bronx while everything's going on at at the Hilton. So. Uh, that th- that might be tough. Uh, yeah, I wish I could be cloned. I guess right. <laughs> I can't, you can't be two places at once. Um, so we'll see. Tyler asks: Is Fort Loco the closest thing in America to the Strong Zero? Is what the Fort Loco? Is that what the question was? Yes. Yeah, I never had one. Um, I, but but the way I describe it is what people have compared it to. Like like when I would talk about Strong Zeros, my friends would be like, oh, it's like a, it's like, like this. But I never had that. So I guess, yeah, I guess it might be an equivalent of that. So, yep, that, that's that's probably a safe bet. But it's better because it's more Japanese of course. What? It's good. Jared says, how did Philly Damon become a Maple Leafs fan? Great question. Um, I liked Doug Gilmore. And I liked uh, Matt Sundin, and I liked um, Matt Sundin was my favorite hockey player. I don't know why. I, I like it's just one of those things that it just happened. And I liked him on the Nordiques too. I think what happened was I got more interested in the Nordiques from the Eric Lindros trade. So Eric Lindros, you don't need to go into all that, but uh, Eric Lindros was one of my favorite players. So that that kind of started me first. And then I got more interested in the Nordiques because I was kind of like, well, why wouldn't this guy want to play for the Nordiques? And then that kind of led me to Matt Sundin, which led me to more of Leafs. And I don't know. I just like the history of it. It's kind of, I guess, starting out, it's kind of like if you're, I don't want to say like a, like you just kind of, um, people become fans of the Yankees or something, or people become fans. I don't think it's like that because the Leafs haven't won shit. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. And then I went to Toronto and fell in love with the city. And that that probably helped a bit. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was more. Uh, blame Eric Lindros for me to be a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pumpkin Bully asks, assuming they continue the tradition of a heavyweight versus a junior heavyweight at the anniversary show, there's a good chance it will be like last year with a heavyweight champion versus the junior heavyweight champion. Which matchup excites you to the most from the mix of Taguchi Ishimori and Tanahashi White? Obviously, depending on who walks out as champs from New Beginning. Uh, Tanahashi Ishimori sounds like quite a fun match. I don't think it will happen. I mean, we've given our predictions. Based on our predictions, what, Jay White against Ishimori from the same faction? I can't see it happening personally, so maybe they'll go in a different direction. Yeah, I can't see Tanahashi Ishimori. That... that. That's that's one of those matches that I don't think we'll we'll ever really see in a singles match. Um, White Taguchi, does that do anything for you? 
Uh, nope, <laughs> not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Jay White versus Taguchi. I've got some sort of uh, morbid curiosity in seeing what that would look like, but yeah, I can't see it happening. Yeah, me neither. And 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 then of the two, I like. I think I think they've done a, a remarkable job with Tanahashi Jay White. So that's that's where that's where I'm putting my eggs. Lone Magician says, "What's the best case, worst case scenario for the MSG show?" Well, worst case would be us not getting an IWGP heavyweight title match as the main event. Like, if they give us some kind of tag match, I think that would be a big letdown. But I don't think they will do that. Best case scenario, I don't know. A lot of people are saying Tanahashi Okada would be really good. But I feel like we're getting Jay White. I don't know. Jay, maybe Jay White against Okada. Or Jay White against Naito would be good. Let's say Naito wins the New Japan Cup. Jay White against Naito, title versus title. That would be... Very exciting, I think. Here's what I want. I don't I, matches. I, look, give give me a a, a a heavyweight title match and a real one. Don't give me fucking Okada Cody Rhodes, right? I want. Here's what I really want. Over everything else, I want to walk into Madison Square Garden and feel like I'm watching a New Japan Pro Wrestling show, not a watered down version, not a uh, pseudo. I want to feel as if I'm at a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. That's all that I ask, right? Now, what does that mean? Well, I, I we need New Japan Pro Wrestling people on this show. And I need more New Japan Pro Wrestling people than Ring of Honor people. Yes, we're going to have Ring of Honor people in here. But if I see nonsense like like a mix like like these War of the World shows, uh, it's going to be disappointing. You can't fucking do that. Uh, we need we I want to feel like I'm at a New Japan Pro Wrestling show and I know on the ticket it says New Japan Pro Wrestling slash ROH G1 I get it I want to feel like I'm at a New Japan Pro Wrestling show and and I'm going to be truthful to date to date and if you're honest look me in the eye we haven't had that yet we haven't had that yet Edo says do you think this is something I did actually mention earlier um, a few episodes ago. Edo says, do you think this Tanahashi run culminating in him winning the title of Wrestle Kingdom was just to promote his movie, My Dad is a Heel Wrestler? I'm not implying that he's not worthy of all this. I'm just surprised nobody mentioned this during the summer. Well, I mentioned it. It was pretty obvious to me that he would be winning the G1. Throughout the summer and G1, there were advertisements for the film on NJPW World before every broadcast for the movie as they should promote it. Certain restaurants were promoting it on menus and also with Tanahashi as the poster boy to promote other goods. This all ends with the match they just had recently at Fantastica Mania with the characters in the movie wrestling each other. Also, now that this promotion of the film seems over, does that add to the speculation that Tanahashi will drop the title to Jay White? So I did mention this a few months ago to you, Damon. You poo-pooed it. You thought the movie didn't have much to do with Tanahashi's title win and I think Tanahashi winning the title made sense and was a good move independent of the movie thing but do you think can you see any connection between the two events uh, I, I don't I I'm I'm being dead serious and nothing was told I, I I they had a movie to promote but I don't think that that any of the booking decisions had anything to do with the movie I really don't. To, to give Tanahashi the title because of this nonsense movie, that uh, if somebody could show me any any of the numbers for this movie, like what 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 it what it has made, 
profitability wise? This is I, I I'm sorry, I, I don't I mean I'm I'm sure that they did things to to help promote the movie again with the fantastic mania stuff and all that, but I, I, I I'm really hard pressed to think that oh he's in the movie let's give him a title I don't think I don't think that was the case at all. So Twitter questions uh, Tim says assuming Naito is wrestling for the heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom what do you think will be the most satisfying for him and his journey going into it as champion and retaining or winning the belt and leaving as champion I pick the latter. Uh, I think the latter. Is more exciting. It's always exciting to see someone win the belt than retain the belt. Absolutely, yeah. You want to you want to be there for history. You want to be there for the pop. You want to be there uh, for the moment. Title changes are always uh, more fun. And this is a fun one. Louis says, have you guys ever found yourselves imitating any NJPW wrestlers? For me, sometimes I can't help but do the hand thing Naito does when he is talking. Also, when I hear someone say en serio, I follow it up with machide. Happens often since I'm around a lot of people speaking Spanish. I like to do Naito stuff at school. Like, the, you know, the little tranquilo hand thing that he does. If, you know, kids get overexcited, I will say tranquilo and do the calm down gesture. And Mali, now I <laughs> sometimes would, uh, you know, give her a nice hug from the back and then go for wrist control. I'd have my left hand just grasping her wrist. Because she's seen enough of it. She knows what's coming. She's like, stop. She gets really annoyed when I do that. And now <laughs> what I like to do, when we get we live on the 15th floor of a building. When we're in the lift, um, you know at the beginning of New Japan matches where you have them um, doing, I don't know what to call it, where one guy pushes another guy up against the ropes and you're wondering whether or not they're going to go for the clean break. Sure. Or, or if you're gonna, you know, slap him in the chest or whatever. <laughs> I like doing that. Obviously, like I'm not gonna be slapping Manny in the chest. Always go for a clean break every single time. But she, she gets annoyed by that as well. <laughs> Even though it's a wow. clean break, well, I should be getting praised for that. Surely you should. That's a joke. I, um, I just put my wife in a figure four leg lock at two o'clock in the morning. I just strap it right on. <laughs> and just, 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 and she's like, "What? What are you doing?" I'm like, "Tap out! Tap out!" Yeah, two o'clock in the morning. Now, um, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like I, I'm sure I do. It's in, it's in, it's in, it's embedded in me. Um, I'm really I'm, I'm at a loss to try to think of one right now. But yeah, we there's always some. I I would say probably the 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 chest pound hand and fist in the air. I'll do that, but that's usually a drunken thing with my friends. I'll do that. Um, trying to think of anything else. Uh. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the one. That's probably the one I do the most. All right, well, let's wrap it up there then. Please go to our Discord channel. There's a lot of interesting conversations to be had over there. The link to that is in the show notes. Please visit our Pro Wrestling Tea Store. Um, I'm working to get a new design up there to in support of Editor Dan with the Get Down to Japan campaign. So watch this space. Voices of Wrestling year-end New Japan review book. I've got a lot of stuff in there, so do check that out. And let's give a thank you to Editor Dan as well. Visit his YouTube channel, 219 Films. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye. Bye.